0: Welcome to another edition of Mass, Mats, and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMMShow75. You can also email us at MMMShow75 at gmail.com. You can phone call us, but we won't give you that information. At Byron Fever, give me a call. Oh, Jesus. Jeez. Why are you so loud? Oh, I was yelling. Is that his microphone or is that him just. I him? was also
1: like yelling right into the microphone. I was speaking into to the correct microphone on this being assaulted
0: by his voice
2: jesus christ
0: what'd you guys think of that zach guy last week that was pretty amazing like that's a ballsy kid to come on this show and talk about something that isn't lucha underground (laughs) yeah he's a a good
2: dude he he's misguided but he's a good dude you mean wrong yeah (laughs) we went and saw ghostbusters the next day i just wish that we had the debate this week so that you know Raw could prove me right when uh, oh, dear Kane slam both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, so I heard I didn't watch that shit. In yeah, time that I was a good too. moment.
0: I mean, the, the, the things that happened in the WWE universe this week were mind-boggling. The, the first mind-boggling thing was the fact that they actually popped a number for that SmackDown thing, because that was like mm-hmm. the worst house show lead up to a WrestleMania episode of television that you could have possibly mustered.
2: Oh, yeah. man, yeah, and you know what, I gotta say that I'm Casey Nielsen at Lucha Gringo because Byron fucking cut me off fucking with his mic.
0: Okay, on deck for today's show, Ultima Lucha Dose. Hmm. Part three. Uh, yeah, Ultimate Lucha hey, Dose happened. Is the phone ringing? Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Can, Can you, you guys you, bro? actually hear me? Are you going to hang up on me again? God damn Maybe. it, no. I wasn't trying to hang up on you the first time. Look. Yes, we were. Look, tell Byron he's an asshole.
2: Byron. Hey, Justin, tell Urban he can suck my dick. Hey, dude, come on. Be sensitive. He's got shit going on. I don't know. He just called me now, so I got mad. Our thoughts and prayers are with your sister, bro.
1: Yeah. How's she doing?
3: She's
0: dead, bro. <sighs> Seriously? Uh, well, dude, our condolences to you. Yes. Uh, we heard you were going through some 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 yeah. tough shit. So, you know, glad that you are uh, trying to take your mind off of it a little bit today. Hopefully, we can have a little bit of fun. Talk about some fun stuff. Even though uh, I don't think that's going to happen for Casey today. There's no fun to be fucking had.
3: Well, I'm I'm here for two things. I'm here to debate the WWE for the WWE side <laughs> because. I've been misconstrued as some type of lucha shield, and that's just completely just, just fucking. Up. That's just this bullshit. I don't even know how this happened, and I don't even know what's going on in my life anymore. I feel like I'm lying to myself, and that you're helping per- perpetuate the lie, man. I'm not a lucha shield. I'm here for the WWE, and I want to talk to Casey about the WWE building stars. Let's talk about Fandango. That guy is. A, that guy has potential. Which
1: one is Fandango? Oh, wow.
0: I I refuse to believe this is even happening right yeah. now. Like, are you really trying to start that kind of beef with us? Because if <laughs> you...
2: <laughs> these guys are huge Kane fans. They were so happy to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get chokeslammed by the same dude. Well, it was it was great to see him actually go over. I'm dude, hearing myself I for the first like... time. Oh, he's going to go over Finn Balor, too. That's going to be great. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Byron is a hot fucking mess. Oh. And and by the way, J-Man and Urban are in this microphone, just so you know. They are? Yeah. Hey, so you, they probably can't hear shit that you're saying. Can you guys actually hear Byron? Hey, yeah. No. No, we can't hear Byron. Urban. Can anybody ever really hear Byron? J-Man. Nobody really cares. God, Byron, Byron stop anyway. screaming.
1: J-Man, uh, tell me if you can
0: hear that you should go fuck yourself. You don't have to cover the other microphone to talk to this microphone. Yeah. This is hilarious.
3: Oh. Uh. I feel like what's going to happen is Byron's going to say a bunch of stuff and bury us and we're not going to be able to hear him. That was Casey. Was that Casey? Yeah. I can't even tell anymore. They sound the the same with dicks in their mouth. I know Casey.
0: (laughs)
2: Jesus. (laughs) All right, all right,
0: all right, all right. Look, look, look. Here's the deal. Um, (laughs) I'm going to eat some food. Woo! 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 Cheers and woes. Are you guys sober?
3: No. What, is that? what does that even fucking mean, bro? Are you guys closed?
0: I mean, I just figured eventually one of these days, if you guys are going to get on a show and actually talk about something and sound like you know what you're talking about, yeah. that maybe you might want to try sobriety. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, that's a big know. step, bro. I mean,
1: I am, I'm <laughs> stealing the heels gimmick right now. I have their shirt, and I have a special cup of coffee.
2: A shirt covered in fucking cum stains.
0: Byron Good is times. wearing your shirt. I'll tell you whose podcast shirt he's not wearing.
3: Uh,
0: no, that's a, correct, because we do not have a shirt yet. We're working I, on something though.
1: I had a twenty font limit on shirts that I wear. And I really uh, limited yeah. podcast shirt. How many is the shirt gonna be?
2: <laughs> See, I, I already don't like the the Last Real Heels shirt has two fonts on it. That's almost too many.
0: It kind of does, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, because it's got the blue shit, and then it's got the pink shit.
0: It's, it's an
1: artistic design.
0: Yeah, but that's like that Miami Vice kind of style, right? Yeah, it's hip. It's what all yeah. the kids are into. Maybe other podcasts are just really into fucking fonts. Look, I don't know. the Last Real listen. Heels shirt is the coolest of the cool for 1986. I love it.
3: Uh, the 80s were way better than now, right? Everybody was on blow and wearing suits. And they had like cool haircuts and shit. All kinds of of like, new blazes. Blazes Yeah, yeah.
0: On a on a slightly serious note, um, I've noticed a lot of beef between the so-called lucha underground esque uh, podcasters. And, yeah. um y'all can suck my dick. I think that you guys started it I think it's your fault So explain this away to me Like who Who's legit And who's full of shit Well Urban Usually is
3: the most full of shit
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well the, Damn, Yeah man. I mean There's some beef going on with him too Urban are you Is he even with you right now?
3: Yeah. Where's Urban?
0: I'm right here man Down.
3: I know he never talks. I know that he never talks on the podcast.
0: Well, yeah, and I've got people asking me if Urban's fucking quitting. What the fuck's going on? What, is, what the fuck's going on over there?
3: Oh, I want to hear this.
0: Urban didn't fucking quit. Urban
3: got fucking fired. This is my last appearance. Fuck everybody. Fuck the last Royal heels. Fucking done, bro. This is it. I my last fucking required fucking thing to do today. He, he staged a fucking family emergency, I think. For this, this Lucha Roundtable, the cover-up to break off your other podcast that love font dicks off. And it was just, it was just, horrendous. you know, I mean, there were so many people, there was tens upon tens of people waiting for that show. There was at least 30 people probably waiting for that show. And uh, it, it just, I mean, I don't know what happened. Urban's lost focus of the goal at hand. It was supposed to be a podcast about wrestling. He turned it more into like a podcast about drinking. You know, and I don't understand what the deal is anymore.
0: Urban definitely doesn't seem as into the wrestling part of things anymore, like you. Well, do. I have Jason. a question.
1: He, f- well, he faked the family emergency. We were
0: just asking about a sister. Are these the same thing? Did you just fucking work us, Urban? Barnes asking if everything's okay with your sister, or if that's a work.
3: Whatever, dude. I got fucking drunk. I give a fuck. I'm liking suck my dick.
2: That's, that's uncalled for language. That language
3: is uncalled for. Hey, you got the explicit tag, right? Yeah, Fine. we got it. Byron's over there fucking burying us, both of us. You know, he should just be burying her. He's probably burying me, too. But he's over there burying everybody. No one can hear him, so he's just going to turn this shit up on the edit. and Make it... <laughs> make- it's going to be the fire and bury the hill hour. No, yeah, fuck
0: trying, that.
1: What are you talking about? I've been to your house. So I wouldn't bury you.
0: Yeah, he says he's been to your house. Hey, He'd never bury you. He
2: says he's going to bury well, you behind
3: your house. <laughs> 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 well, okay, but let's, let's, let's We just get called out by Matt Stryker, Lassero, whatever, and Urban doesn't even care. All he cares about is getting drunk, trying to get a rat or two, and I don't even know what else anymore. You know, I don't even know. I can't even tell. And... Uh, I'm sorry, I mean, you dudes are trying to help us, like, get this other movie thing going on. Urban, I don't know, he he just isn't focused on anything. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Look, man. Fuck you. I'm fucking done, okay? Look, look, dude, until you fucking interview, I'm fucking done.
0: No, seriously, Urban, we're just fucking around. Mm -hmm. Dude, Urban? Jay, did he fucking leave?
3: Yeah, he actually did leave.
0: Uh, oh, fuck, man He knows we're just busting balls,
3: right? Uh, I don't know I don't know, I man We actually We just had a uh, We didn't even We wouldn't have called in But we've uh, fucked off The past couple of times Calling in We did it anyway We like The interview Our review ended Very abruptly as well Due to uh, An argument Over the round table Because we were supposed to do that So we didn't really get through the review Like we normally would have You know, we cut a little thing uh, Cut a couple things short uh, it was it was pretty uh, crazy Damn But uh Yeah I don't know what's going on man He just uh I guess there's too much stuff going on He's yeah. living the gimmick But he's not keeping the gimmick alive
0: Well shit it sounds like he's going a little Deep into it man I thought I mean he was here a couple of weeks ago We mm-hmm. had him on the show And you know Some of it was you know Pretty serious and dark But I didn't know that, like Well he seemed to
1: have fun After the tapings
0: Yeah he had He had fun after the tapings Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, sorry, tell him if, sorry if we pissed him off, man. I'm not. Yeah. We weren't trying to exasperate your uh, situation over there.
3: Uh, man, shit happens, and uh, I mean, like you know, that's why I kind of been doing this thing with Styles and Holland. But I mean, I've been thinking about trying to maybe like audition another deal, you know, and uh, try to get something going on because I don't know what's going to happen for season three. But this has not ended. I'm gonna have
0: to do something. Shit, man. Well, good luck. And, you know, we're always down to help out any way we can. We're not exactly in your backyard like he is. But um, speaking of styles, I'm going to throw this out there just to
4: get us back on. What was
0: up with him and Razor Cabron today, man? Those two were getting some fire at each other there. Well,
3: Razor Cabron is a, uh, another podcaster, you know, he's on the way to real show. I think you, you you're talking about calling in there before. I don't know if you're going to or not. But, uh, yeah, I'm go- I'll but totally think-
0: call in there. Um, but he actually does that show live on Thursday night. And oh. So it's probably actually happening while we're recording this. So I can't really call in while I'm doing our show.
3: Yeah. You can't put the MMM show on the back burner because that's, that's, you know, that's the future right there. You know, the Hills are... <laughs> the Hills, I'm going to have to audition. We might have to change the name. I don't even know what's going on. I'm thinking about, like, Picking random Lucha episodes and just reviewing them with certain people and see what works, you know, see how that goes. Right. That's something I'm in front of my head. But, uh, man, Razor and Nikki Styles, I don't even know what was going on. He just started off uh, with Nikki Styles telling us to check out, you know, the podcast we did with Hill and And uh, Razor said that he was basically Byron Saxton and I was JR.
1: Whoa, 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 and... whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa.
3: What's on. wrong with that, Byron?
1: I, I don't. I don't think that Byron needs to be synonymous with something that's bad. No, no. Bad.
0: Byron absolutely should be synonymous with something that's uh,
1: bad. Like, Byron Saxon's great, you know? I think everyone else is kind of being Byron really... Byron
0: Saxon is not great. What are you talking about? And what are you talking about? You are seriously drinking some Vince McMahon dick Kool-Aid, aren't like, you? Like, the number one reason. There's, like, a whole list
1: of things that he does well. The The number one thing he does really well is... Is no, let's not make race into uh, what this is about.
0: Whoa, uh, why what are you saying? All you black people say, are failures? I'm just uh, no I'm not saying it. What about it. Coachman? He's on ESPN now. Yeah,
1: coach left to get treated decently by I would a real like company. To apologize but for I'm just the the saying the podcast. This is Casey, I'm just saying the I'm best sorry. thing that Byron Saxton brings sorry, to the people. table is his first name.
0: Yeah, he's a failure, Byron. So I'm sorry, J Man. I, I don't know where yeah, yeah. Byron was going with that whole thing. So Razor was saying that, that Nikki and Huns were yeah. kind of playing second fiddle to you?
3: Razor just started putting me over. He was like J Man, you know, is the best fucking thing. He was like he's great. Oh yeah, and that's Nikki what Stiles, I was getting Yeah, too. but how
1: many degrees do you have?
3: <laughs> yeah, and Nikki Styles was like, I'm the only one that actually has a radio broadcaster degree and you know, he said that he was kissing my ass. And I uh, I don't it was pretty intense bro and uh, I don't know what happened man and I just kind of laid played low kind of stood in the wings and watching <laughs> Me this. too I was reading um, the whole
0: shit and I didn't comment I was like I'm not getting in this motherfucker
2: Well j uh, as uh as an MFA myself I would like to say that I think Nikki is better even though I have never listened to him on a
0: podcast <laughs> That's not putting him over if you've never listened to him.
1: That's nicer than what Casey usually says about other podcasters.
0: Well, see, what I would say is uh, I, too, have studied uh, broadcasting. I went to Ohio Center for Broadcast Education. I studied journalism at Kent State. And I also have a degree in audio engineering from Full Sail. uh, Go NXT. NXT. It didn't help me for shit for podcasting or doing television or any of the media-related things I've done. Pretty much a degree. All it does for you is gives you the natural prerequisites <laughs> to get your foot in the door and make mm-hmm. somebody coffee until you learn how to do shit the right way. I don't what, know, what, man. That's what I've found.
2: All my fucking bomb screenwriting money that I have right now? Shit. Yeah,
1: well, exactly. That reminds me of another broadcaster of a radio program that calls us out for being... Um, Podcasters and just lowly podcasters.
0: Oh, oh, fucking Paulie Culver.
1: Paulie Culver,
0: that motherfucker, Mister Radio.
1: His nickname's going to be the guy with the broken neck after this weekend. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, Kevin Cross is going to bury that dude. That that's happening later today. If you're listening to this on Friday, um, if you listen to this next week, sorry, but you've probably already missed it. And hopefully, if you have the Fight uh, TV app. Uh, there's an app where you can see S- FSW after they edit it together and put their show out, and hopefully they will put up Kevin Cross dumping that fuck on his head. <laughs>
2: you know, but if I was the owner of the company getting dumped on my head, I
0: would make sure that was the part edited out of the show. No, no, he's just the commissioner. There's oh, another okay. owner that's forcing him to do this. That's the best Oh, that's part. awesome. Yeah, so he doesn't have a fucking choice. He gets fired if he doesn't do this. The best was Kevin Cross cut this... Uh, Promo, where, well, it wasn't even a promo. He fucking snuck into the guy's workplace just to scare him. And it was like, bitch, you better show up. And then he told him he was going to snap his fucking neck like a cheap Korean action figure. The funniest fucking, and funniest and scariest shit I've ever heard Kevin say.
1: It was fucking frightening. I would believe him. I wouldn't think he's lying about I don't that.
0: know if he's lying or not, but the shit was intense. The and dude, was as, intense. as a
2: collector of Korean action figures, I could say their necks are very brittle. <laughs>
0: Anyway, that fucking guy's in trouble. It sounds like we're in trouble. We're because we're just causing problems with everyone. Now, you guys didn't I, do the roundtable, but you would have been great on that roundtable, J Man.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. Irvin's gone. He, he, you know, it's not you guys. Irvin's fucking gone. He, he left the room. You know, uh, but but I feel like I feel like we're grazing over a serious issue that that no one. I don't know if you're got, You guys are like helping this guy, you know, live this kind of life. But Casey has some serious anger issues, man. He's already attacked me like four or five times. I haven't even done anything. It's not my fault that Star wanted to get the guys. It's not my fault it's boy law. He doesn't have to be angry at me about it, you know? Fuck so, I mean, you, what, about Casey? what about Casey's anger issues? I mean, I know that every time he sees second star train, he quivers a little bit in fear. But, I mean, that's not my fault. Sexy Star is—he's not gonna have to fight her. That fight's not gonna be booked, Casey. You don't have to face Sexy Star. You don't have to face your fears.
0: That's true. You don't.
3: It's true, brother.
2: Uh, He—he's brothering me after saying that shit. Yeah. Well, I think he brother. cares.
0: I think he cares for you, and he's a little worried about your current uneasy mental state. You know, You're my mad.
2: my mental state should not be the issue. Because none of my fucking podcast partners just fucking left. Fuck.
1: Well, I mean, he's probably, he doesn't want that Byron's to happen here.
0: Leave soon. Yeah, Byron is going to leave soon. I'm going to but work. that's
3: welcome on the MMM show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to record? We'll figure something out. Some, how how come you didn't finale. know Byron was going to
3: leave, Casey, because I did it. I knew, knew paying he was more? Gonna
2: than... leave. I've been crossing off the days on my calendar. He really
1: man. has. How many days I are mean, it's, it's,
3: it's like No, Casey, ten. I actually love you, man. I love you deeply, bro. I, I, Thank I, I you. Lie, you know, you're, you're very important. Well, there's see, there's that, a that,
0: difference between a heel, though, and a villain. Casey is just a flat-out villain. Yeah. like, and, like He's a bad yeah. guy. He wants to rob a bank and shoot somebody on the way man, out the door.
2: Chicken wing! Like, a heel it.
0: just wants to, to rile people up and get a reaction. Casey doesn't care if you react. He just wants to fucking kill your ass in an alley, I think.
2: I'm turning into that person, Jay, man. I really am. I really am.
3: Sometimes... I feel like the only way Wants to kill people is just brutal dick murder, shooting in the dick like like a cheese grater on the dick until they bleed out. Just more and more dick is like a fucking saw to the dick. Some Grinders just, like a,
2: uh, Some people just want to see the dick burn,
0: J Man. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been watching Preacher J Man. I think you said that you have, but there was an actual yeah. dick broken off on an episode last week. <laughs> I haven't seen And the seen first that. It thing awesome. I thought of was you, and I was like, Oh my god, somebody got their dick broke off. I hope they sent J Man a check because yeah. that's his fucking gimmick. <laughs> fucking amazing. I
3: think her with that one actually, but well, I'm not for sure. Well he just left
2: your show, so now it's your fucking gimmick.
3: Yeah. That yeah. is true. He might- like really drunk or something i don't know he gets really
0: drunk sometimes i hope i hope that like you know you guys had a really good thing roll in there and with the shout out from Stryker last night i mean that was no like tongue in cheek hey uh some guys are heels or whatever like that was a direct the last real heels thank you for helping make lucha underground what it is yeah it was like you guys and you know the rest of us maybe <laughs> but you guys specifically and we were watching it in the theater. Um, with Evie Dub and a bunch of the execs were there and a bunch of the Lucha Click and just people hanging out there. And we fucking popped and started a chant for you guys in the mm. middle of the, the show. It was That's crazy. Awesome.
2: You know, watching it from home, I took it as a completely different way. I, I think Matt Stryker was saying, fuck these guys.
0: <laughs> He's a
3: dick. What? Dude, I, I, I didn't case and shit. He got an invite and didn't show. That's like turning back the fucking offer you can't refuse.
2: No, because then I'd be dead. That doesn't make any sense. I'm not dead. You haven't been just... back
3: to the temple yet. You might be. You might have a fucking fucking bounty on your head. You might walk in, and Mariachi Loco might cut your dick off. <laughs> just...
1: Yeah, that guy's vicious.
3: Mariachi Loco
1: gets I heard right. he shoots on people on Twitter. He's like trying to get hard.
3: back in. He's I... trying to what? He's trying to get back in the temple. You never know what he can do to get back in. You never know what level he'll stoop to, bro.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm that it's the same levels as
0: Brandon. Oh, that's a shoot.
4: Oh,
0: <laughs> hi Brandon. We love Brandon. Brandon was was trying to get into the party. I asked if I could bring somebody else to the party and I didn't get a very good answer back when they asked me who. Oh. I tried. I tried to get him in. It happens. I think a few other people tried to get in too and it just didn't didn't work out for them. There was some serious heat on our Facebook from a lot of people who didn't get invited. And it's oh, yeah. like, I don't think they understood that, like, the, the deal was, it seemed like the invites were made up from kind of the people who were coming to the, the last few tapings. So if you weren't on the list of those last few tapings, it's not like they went through every email list that they ever had. I think it was just like, oh, these are the people that have been coming recently, mm-hmm. a bunch. Uh, let's shoot them out an invite. Because really, I think what they wanted to do was just put a few Lucha Underground fans in there so that the execs could get a feel of what it's like when the believers, whatever, the are watching the show and get that energy, which we, we did. I mean, we were popping. We were chanting like we were at the temple, being silly, having fun. And it was a bunch wow. of friends. Like, we, everybody in the room knew each other. Bunch it
2: was, of fucking marks chanting in a movie. <laughs> Fuck.
0: You would have loved it. And I will tell you this. Like, watching it that way... I felt was a great experience, and I feel like I liked that episode even more than I liked when that happened for real.
2: Wow! So would yeah. I have been even more fucking pissed off? We haven't got there yet. No, no it was great,
0: and it was on the big screen. It was—they
1: sh- showed it in what? It seemed like 4K or. Yeah, no, it looked really it good. Like, it wasn't amazing. one of those Except for shitty projection any, things. Anytime they good. cut to a GoPro shot, it looked like there was 720.
0: Oh, or Yeah, the, the GoPro stuff didn't show up as good, and I didn't see it at home, so I don't know. Yeah. Did the GoPro stuff look good at home, Jay? It always looks a little um. different. I thought it looked
1: alright. Hey, uh, Justin, don't ask him about his TV.
0: Oh yeah. Why? Why yeah. should I ask him about his TV? Size of a postage stamp. That's I was cool. watching.
3: On, I was watching on a really small TV, so it's hard to tell.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's move
0: along. He's had enough hardship. Fine. Jesus Christ. These guys are fucking vicious, Jay. Hey, what, are gonna, hey, what are you gonna?
1: Hey, what are you gonna do for next hearings. next week for, for the heels? I listen to your show every week.
2: He just literally had his fucking co-host walk out on him. You don't ask him that question. Uh, right I know
3: now. that's a big deal. I can't even hear him. I don't even know a question he asked
0: me. Byron's asking, "What are you gonna do for next week?" Because I'm your co-host walked out. Um. Well, that audition a heel thing sounds like a probably a, sounds
3: like a, a good idea. You know, I could do things on Twitter. I know quite a few people. You know,
1: where do you send your resume? To be on your podcast. Yeah, where, where should we have people audition
3: with their dick pics? Um, you can do the last real heels at gmail.com.
0: Last real heels at gmail.com. Got it. How do you guys keep your show under an hour? They have one um, co-host walk out. Oh, too soon. Way that too
3: helps, soon. But, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, man. We, we did it before. We've done, like, fucking an hour and a half. Before, we've done like 20, 30 minutes. You know, it just varies, but uh, we try to keep it around an hour. I feel like uh, most podcasts are around an hour. Most shit on MLW is an hour. Stone Cold without not as fucking ads and shit like an hour. Although an hour just seemed good for us. Because we just talk about the episode. That's all we talk about, really. You know, we throw in a couple of references here or there. But that's that's pretty much it. We try to stay pretty much on topic.
0: Well, yeah, and, and see, my thing is, if, you, if you're coming to us for our Lucha review or whatever, or, or for our Lucha talk, it typically is just an hour. But then if you want to stick around for some extra goodies, like we'll talk about some MMA or we'll talk about WWE or TNA. And I try to throw that shit more at the end so that if you are just looking for the hour-long podcast about one show, it's still there. But, you know, if we go on about some other stuff, feel free to stick around and enjoy it. And if not, turn the shit off. Like instead, like, oh, Pillow was lighting me up about don't become the thing that you hate, which is WWE Raw being three hours long and pointless. But like our last show was so long that 20 or 30 minutes of it got cut off. And there were still a ton of people I know that listened all the way to the end that told us they got cut off and loved it. And it's one of our best episodes yet because each segment was still good. But each segment
3: was like an hour long um, I listened to the entire show Before you put up the revised edition <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I you're it, mad aren't you? <laughs> I thought maybe someone just got pissed And y'all cut it off And I was just like, alright It was still like like 3 hours and 22 minutes, wasn't it? I yeah, I and,
0: and I went back and looked at what the full version was And it was like 3 hours and 58 minutes or something It was like yeah. seriously a 4 hour podcast and yeah, it was all um, done I, at one time, too. I mean, we sat down and we did all those segments. Kevin called in. Vinny called in. We did a whole Lucha review with Jimmy 5. And then we did the WWE debate at the end of the night when it was like 700 degrees in this room. It was amazing. It was a fucking dude. marathon. Another reason, though, like uh, we have to stay
3: around an hour is because Urban doesn't want to do more than a fucking hour. Urban doesn't want to get that in-depth. How are we supposed to do something if he doesn't want to do it? You know, he doesn't want to. You know, he doesn't want to edit. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want that much audio because, um, you know, if I try to talk about something else, it doesn't really happen. That's, we were doing the three hills one face, and that pretty much fell off. Urban hated it.
2: You know, you know? Jay, man. When Urban came on our show, he talked a lot more than the hour. So maybe it's you.
3: Yeah, that could be the issue, man. Maybe he's tired of me. You know. Hmm.
2: Well, I hope that's not the case, because I do enjoy not listening to your podcast. <laughs> oh. That's over. No, I listen to your podcast. I just pretend like I, you got no, you,
0: Your podcast is probably the only one Casey occasionally listens to. He doesn't even listen to this one anymore.
2: Oh, no. Like, they really are. Like, other than occasional Art of Wrestling, you guys are the only wrestling podcast I listen to, so... Have you listened to Conan's new shit? Oh, yeah, and Conan's show is the shit. Yeah, Conan. His is good. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: I don't even want to plug another fucking show, but I actually liked Conan's show, and I like Gil too. I don't care what Byron says.
2: He's a strip club bouncer. <laughs> Whatever. And I fucking love Kevin Gill. That guy's
3: great. Yeah,
0: Kevin Gill's great. So I guess that's yep. another wrestling podcast. Sort of.
3: Kevin Gill's the man.
0: No, but see, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm of just a fucking mark. I listen to everybody's shows whenever I can. Like, I may not catch your shit every week. Like, you guys I'll listen to every week. Um... I've heard TwitWow, I've heard Facelock, uh, I've heard Razor. Actually, I've listened to Razor almost uh, every week, except when we're fucking recording now. So now I don't get to hear fucking Razor, or I'll have to go back and listen to it after the fact. Yeah, you've been listening to his
2: show since, like, the beginning, right? Yeah,
0: his show's good. It's fun. I don't know. From to each his own. Like, his, his show's a completely different style than most of the rest of ours. I mean, they call it a party for a reason. So it's what about like,
3: uh the spendextrial false podcast. You have not heard. One.
0: I have not heard that one yet. That's a newer one, right? He but kind
3: of has an obsession with
1: lucha
0: masks. Who's that? W. Lucha. Uh, that's yeah. who's doing that one? Yeah, buy a few fucking more masks. God.
3: Have you listened to his show? Is it good? I don't know. It's very. It's very different, you know, because like we're wasted when we do our podcast, <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> So we have our wasted viewpoint, and that's, you know, and then I was listening to sweet lot, I was listening to Facebook, and I feel like they're kind of similar, and I guess I'll put spandexual kind of in that kind of get category with
0: them. Okay. You know, more... Well, they seem the, more uh, intellectual. Like, I listened to some of the roundtable, and they were coming at it from very intellectual, thoughtful kind of standpoints of booking and, you know, fantasy stuff, you know? I don't know... Yeah, if I feel like...
3: Uh, like us in general, you know, we've been there and we know it's about to happen. It's the other points, but we don't like, I don't know if our brains stray as much as everyone else's or so, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that limits the way we think or something, but, you know, I don't, I, you know, except Arnold, you know, of course, I think Arnold's, you know, the, the limo guy. So I guess I, I sometimes go crazy with my thoughts, but well,
0: not yeah, you. I do too. I mean, I'm, see, you and I have very similar theories a lot of times. I find it strange when I listen to them because. Because they haven't been to the temple, they actually have more liberty and freedom sometimes to say things and hypothesize on more obvious storylines, and they can guess and get it right. Whereas if we do that, it'll look like we're we're throwing out spoilers. So I feel like we, get, we are actually a little more handicapped than they are at times. They can say some super obvious shit that we can't say. So yeah. that makes it fun for us, too, because I like trying to tiptoe around stuff and still have the most intellectual conversation possible without spoiling the show for other people who listen to this. I like to throw in fake shit just to fuck with people. Casey's thrown in so much fake shit now that I'm starting to think some of his fake shit is shit that I actually saw happen in the temple.
3: (laughs) I was saying the stupidest shit I can come up with. The most ridiculous ass thing. I love you. I'm always trying to think.
2: Yeah, we know because you keep praising Sexy
1: Star. I love. Oh, Oh, come on. Come on. Are we gonna this guy?
3: Hey, man, Sexy Star, man, is so everyone loves Sexy Star except for Casey and like four other people. And most of the other people that don't love her are like really fat. So I don't know what I don't know if you're gonna get really fat at some point, or you're just the guy that you know exceeds them and you know a spelt waistline. I don't know. But, Parts um, of me are,
2: J-Man. Parts of me are. His toes. Yeah, I got fucking hobbit feet or something.
3: Sausage fingers.
2: <laughs> I do have a hard
0: time dialing phones. Sausage fingers is dangerous on this show because it will fucking eat anything. Mmm.
3: It's the delicious. shocker.
0: <laughs> the shocker. Speaking of the shocker, oh. the shocker was actually in Ultima Lucha Dose Part Trace. Did you guys see Jack give the fucking Shocker to... What was it, Aerostar? Yeah, no, it, yeah. was Phoenix. It, was it was Phoenix. It was Phoenix? It was Phoenix. That is some Rudo nasty Aerostar shit. Call.
1: We're going to see that on Raw in two weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: The shocker.
3: I'm pretty sure it was Aerostar yeah. that got the Shocker, man. Well, I thought damn, it was
2: Aerostar. We, we just watched it before we started recording. It was Phoenix.
1: Was it? I think yeah. it was
3: Aerostar.
1: Aerostar probably got one, too.
2: And he might have got one also. Yeah, there might have been one more finger up the butthole. But what I'm saying is they're going to have Kane shove his, like, one hand up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's asses next week on Raw. The other SmackDown or whatever fucking show they're on. I
3: don't think I'm going to watch Raw next week, man. Good. That's a good idea. You don't
0: want to see a three-hour show that now has half the roster it used to have when they couldn't even make it good with a ton of people? You know what's funny is we're going to have a three-hour show with half the roster we had last week. No, I'll we'll we'll get done. Week. We'll get done in less than three hours tonight. Uh, maybe we're almost maybe. done now. Yeah.
1: So anyway, since we're here, J-Man, what do you think of the first
3: match? Of, you... uh, of, of Ultima of
0: No, of fucking Raw. He just spent his whole show talking oh. about it. He doesn't want to talk about that shit with you. Ah. Listen to Last Real Heels if you want to know what he thinks about I it. I don't want to. I don't
2: want to listen to Last Real Heels.
0: Oh. All right. Let's do it this way, J-Man. We'll roundtable this for a second. Let's actually talk about all four of our favorite television show. Fucking Lucha Underground. Two hour awesome finale episode. We're going to do our in-depth thing, but you don't have to stay on the fucking phone for that because you've already done one on your show, but yeah, let's hit some talking points here. What did you think about some of the, these things? Like what was your big takeaway from this show that you think that we, we should all discuss?
3: Um, I don't know. I felt like I don't know why I felt like this, but I felt like this episode was less vignette heavy than last year's finale. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's i don't know if that was just because the last vignette last season just had so much shit packed in five minutes that you know uh, it just kind of played with my brain or something, kind of tricked me because I don't, I don't know. If the last one this time was a few minutes too, you know, and it had Eric in it. Which that was a cool spot. But uh,
0: oh yeah, I popped hard for that, and I mean we were in the uh, room with Eric too, so it was. He got
3: a Rest big chance for it. I think it was. I think it still held up wrestling wise because uh, you know the last match was amazing. The Pentagon. I mean uh, the the and Grey, That was one of the best matches I've ever seen. Uh, the first match was really good too. Uh, the Black Lotus and and Dragon that kind of felt flat. Got kind of was like kind of felt like Pentagon's way to debut. You know. Um, right. And it was. Uh, yeah. Oh. Kai, he believes, was really good. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, mm-hmm. And in the Pentagon, season, man,
3: man, he lost. That broke everyone's heart. Dude. Like, I know yeah. it broke Casey. Casey was crying. He got in fetal position on the ground.
0: <laughs> well, if you see and Casey cried. on TV during the, the some of the other matches that yeah. happened after that or whatever... Casey is just like non non respondent.
1: During the Ray Puma match, everyone's going crazy, and you see in the corner, Casey's just standing there, still like holding the sign of a decapitated Matanza. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know what's funny? So sad, is sad panda, Casey. When uh, Pentagon comes back out and fucking gouges out Vampiro's eye, yeah. um, you see me going absolutely ape
0: shit in the background. Absolutely, it's great. Yeah, you you popped at that point. I, yeah. I'm gonna say this though about the vignette thing and kind of. The overall feel of this show, I think the big difference that you're running into was at the end of season one, nobody knew when they filmed it, if it was coming back, you know, and then they had to edit those vignettes and make everything work for the finale of season one to make you want to come back for season two. But when they filmed it, they didn't know that that was going to happen. So there's a lot more finality.
2: Season one was a way out if they had to change buildings too, which, which... if they come back and they're somewhere else, it's another way to
0: do yeah. it. Yeah, and so it was weird for them, and they had to do all that other stuff. And then, you know, I think also the vignettes for this one, because of the fact, and I think this whole whole Ultima Lucha Dose, because of the fact that when they filmed this, they knew they were getting a season three. I mean, we were all in the building. They, they had already announced it like a week before. They were having a big we-got-season-three party, pretty much. And I think it changed everything about like how they approached the booking of this episode and the fact that they wanted to just keep people excited and they were coming back so soon. I mean that Ultima Lucha mm-hmm. taped and we were back at the temple within a month for yeah, tapings yeah. for season three. Like their, their, their in-house tapings will never be that close ever again. So I, I think when people are seeing this at home, the good news for them is that from what I hear um, and we, we were led to believe nothing different last night That season three is going to be on really soon It's not going to be five months off like last time This should be two months maybe, three at the most Like this in early fall will be back on the air Yeah,
3: that's what I was hearing yeah,
0: too thank you. So, which is cool and, and Eric even said last night that he's seen the first couple episodes of season three And they're they're coming and they're good well, hook us up, man. I want to see that shit. Eric ain't gonna show nobody that shit. That's that's oh, fucking top secret. I thought we were bros, Eric. J Man's probably not even seen that shit. He's a paid stooge. That's yeah. true. That's
1: true. <laughs> hey, hey, J Man, what's it like being in the in the edit bay when they're putting the episodes together?
0: Do you pick the music, or does somebody else pick it? It's that's Urban's thing. That's why it
3: takes so fucking long. You know.
2: Okay. Um, I'm gonna be Mr. Brightside here, J Man. Since you guys are paid stooges, if um, if Urban leaves, you're a double-paid stooge. Oh, yeah, I can pay the, the
3: new guy. Half. What's that? half.
0: Uh-oh, you're breaking up. Say that again.
3: I can pay the new guy half of half.
0: Exactly, <laughs> and he'll never fucking know.
2: Dude, you don't, exactly. pay the, don't pay the new guy shit. Just say, I'm not a paid
0: stooge. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, the this... I don't think Ultima Lucha Dose was as epic as Ultima Lucha 1 because Ultima Lucha 1 was just like, fuck it, we're going to burn it to the ground in case we never get to do it again. Yeah. I think this one was just a lot more deliberate, but I like that. Like uh, I didn't have any fucking problem with that at all, and I actually thought that I would.
1: Well, Ultima Lucha 1 was, was new. Like, when we were at the taping, when they announced it, we're like, holy shit. Right. Doing their own and, WrestleMania season finale.
0: Which was awesome. That was actually one of the first shows I was at, I think, when they announced. Actually, it was the second time I went, was when they announced Ultima Lucha Dose. Um, or Ultima Lucha, the first one. And we were all like, what, what the fuck's that? What is that? It was pretty cool, though. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, Slamtown losing the belt to the Super Friends. Um. And making Phoenix the first triple crown champion. How'd you feel about him getting that honor? Is he the guy that deserves it, do you think, in your opinion?
3: Um I I don't you know, I don't know uh who else could have fit the bill other than him. Pentagon. At the moment, you know?
0: Pentagon. Do uh, you
4: know
3: what? Pentagon.
0: Casey's just saying Pentagon over and over again. Ignore him.
3: Yeah, well, he, I mean, you know, he, he's so far from it. He didn't have, he doesn't have shit right now. He doesn't have any belt. He doesn't have shit. So how could he, you know, he's the furthest from it. Uh, I, you know, and um, Puma was a guy he's never been in the the gods, so he would have been a good, good guy too. But uh, Phoenix kind of got shafted on a tile reign. It was very short, and because the monster showed up and took his shit. Oh,
0: Phoenix so, uh, got shafted? Let's talk about fucking Pentagon. Yeah. No, let's not. Let's let J-Man talk about
3: Phoenix. You know that was a very short. I mean, Pentagon did get shafted, bro. I'm I, I feel your pain, but uh, but Phoenix, you know, Phoenix, uh, he Thanks. he really got a uh, fucked off, man, and uh, on that title, and it was a very short reign. And uh, okay, I think Zach. I think it was good for him. Hey, hey, J-Man, did you hear that he
1: moved to San Diego? Phoenix moved to San Diego. He just moved to San Diego. Nice. He Hell it. yeah. So now, Wait, that, that's one of the A wrestlers moving to Southern California. Yeah,
0: I wonder why he's moving.
1: Because Taya moved.
0: Taya moved to the area, too, from Canada slash Mexico City or wherever she was yeah, living. Phoenix isn't getting pushed at all in AAA right now. Well, he's Everybody's
3: done with AAA.
0: They should be. They should be. We'll be glad to have him. We'll treat them nice.
1: Well, it's crazy. After season one, Pentagon was a bigger star treated like a bigger star in America.
0: He is a bigger star in America. I really believe that. I believe that Pentagon might be very well known in Mexico, but he's not a star. He's not getting over some of those other guys.
1: He's he's an independent wrestler, though, in the States, aside from Lucha.
0: He is, but, I mean, just from Lucha alone, that's, you know, a million and a half people every week that are watching him. And that's a pretty big deal here in the States. And that equates to a lot of dollars overall. Plus the merch that he's probably moving now, that his oh Pentagon man. dark shirt's out.
1: So many um, masks. So many masks. And so
0: many masks. It's like, at a certain point, it's going to be deuces and middle fingers for, for AAA for him, I think. I don't know. I mean, hmm.
2: we'll see. So they get for not uh, pushing him when fucking Conan wanted them to. So But
0: you know, and here's one of the things I got to say about this. You always, the money is always in the chase. And they always say this about your your top faces, but you know, and Pentagon's not really a face, but he is a top draw and a top guy. The money in Pentagon is in the chase, is people wanting to see him succeed finally. And even when guys like that do finally succeed, they're not gonna leave the belt on him for a long time. Like he'll have his run, like Stone Cold had with his Stone Cold belt or whatever. But then after that, you got to get it the fuck off that guy super fast too, and just leave him in the chase because there's more money in it. People want to see it. That's a bigger draw. I mean, he can't be a Matanza where he's got the belt forever and just destroys everyone. Then then people will stop giving a fuck about Pentagon,
3: right? I think the Pentagon's bigger than the belt, pretty much. Really, man. He doesn't need that belt, really. But that's just kind of like a added little thing to him whenever he wins it, if he ever wins it, you know?
2: Pentagon um, doesn't need the belt, but I need him to have it. I'll rant more about this later.
1: I will say this. I yeah. flew in from my job in Florida working with Vanilla Ice. This I flew great. in to watch Pentagon beat up Matanza and win the championship, <sighs> and I was really bummed. I was really sad on my flight back. But watching the show,
0: I enjoy the show, and I understand, and I get it. But uh,
1: what are you doing, Casey? Don't uh,
0: kiss ass. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. No, as You're just, under no obligation to love every moment of Lucha Underground. You well, know I that, think, right?
1: I think that watching the show is a much different experience than being at the taping. I agree. But yeah, I was really bummed live
0: about it. Well, I got to throw this out here because um, this was the day that I met J-Man. And I was just stoked, like, watching it on the big screen, too, especially where we were in this movie theater and we could see everything perfectly. Um, It was so cool because it was just like hanging out with my homies. Half of them were in the room with us last night. You could see everybody's face. They gave all of the Lucha Click hella shots on TV last night.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, And it was just like, it was a good memory for me. It It was like going to a family reunion. Like, the second I saw it, I saw J-Man and Ash, and we were all there, and Johnny and Vic and other Vic, and just everybody.
1: Shout out to Jerry's posters all over the show.
0: Yes. Yeah, and mine. Yeah, and well, Casey had posters there, too.
1: I had a, I
2: had a nice sign of Matanza being decapitated. But
0: anyway, I just wanted to say, like, it's awesome that, you know, since I met you there, that we've actually been able to to talk and hang out more and then get to this point where finally it's been on the air so we can actually fucking talk about the episode. Because yeah, yeah. it was like going through a traumatic experience with somebody. We went to war together, during, especially during that Pentagon match where we all wanted him to win, and then he didn't <sighs> fucking win, and we were all deflated. I feel like we've been to battle together.
3: Yeah, man, that that was seriously, like, that was very heartbreaking live. And Watching it on TV, it was, it was a lot better. I don't know, you know if my wounds had healed, or if it's just because I have to see everything and see all the cool angles, like, the shot where they showed vamp pulling up the fucking bat was fucking disputed. You know, that was one of the, I love that shot on camera. That was awesome. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was special. You know, it was a special event for sure.
0: Well, I'm glad you were able uh-huh. to come on for a minute and, and holler at us about it. And I hope things work out with urban man. Like yeah. I know people have been asking and it's like, it's no bullshit. People are, don't don't really know where Urban's coming from. They don't know where the gimmick ends and the man begins right now. And I don't know if you know I, either because he seems like he's in a different fucking place.
3: Yeah, man. He, I don't think he knows either. And I hope he uh, figures it out, man. Because season three, you know, it's, it's going to come soon, and I want to keep the show going because I think it's a, a, kind of like a big, not a big part, but a small little part in the Lucha universe. You know, like everyone is. Well, and it's, and it's an
0: acknowledged part, too, after last night. I mean, it's fucking legit. It's like, you know, everybody out there can have a Lucha, Lucha podcast all day long, but there's only one Lucha podcast that can throw their middle fingers up at everyone and be like, fuck you, are you getting mentioned on the show? Because you're not. It's only us.
3: It's four to two, us uh, and wow. huh. huh?
0: I've been counting. Hey, I, I got a suggestion for you. And this will be the last yeah. thing I'll say, and then we'll let you go, because I know you're on Tennessee time, so it's hella late there. But, um, you know, Smashley was pretty fucking good on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm just saying, you yep. might not Uh-oh. have thought of that as a possibility, you don't but dip your pen hey, don't in the she's a pretty damn good
3: heel. Don't Yoko the heels. We can try out, man. I don't know if she wants to do it all the time, but she could definitely, you know, be a regular for sure you know maybe i can just switch up a lot of people you know just to different people
2: each week yeah. j man i have a i've got two words for you bro jamie dundee it's fucking
3: two on on his uh twitter hey we're here fuck. on the
2: last real heels j man <laughs> did i ever tell you about the time i was on springer <laughs> then uh when i was pg-13 i used to fuck
3: all them black girls it's terrible. You probably played a oh, lot I
0: of hype, man. That was word for word the shoot interview he did with Highspots. Oh my god! But all right, J-Man, thank you so much for being on the show. We're gonna go and we're gonna do a little bit more of our review, get a little in depth on a couple of things for the people that want to stick around. Even though I know, at least ten of the thirteen people listening to this only came on to hear what you had to say anyway, and Urban. But you know, all the Urban fans probably left four minutes into this podcast. Well, shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard. lot of them. We'll survive. We'll survive it. Um, but brother, you uh, you keeping at it, and we'll keep listening. And you know, I won't tell tell Nikki to calm down a little bit. It's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. It's not worth all the rage. All right, brother. We'll let you get at it, brother, and uh, we'll get back to you soon. And hopefully everything works all out right, with the Urban. We'll uh, we'll send any recommendations for a co-host your way. You should all, you you should have Jimmy Five on. He was really good on our show. Love that guy. I'll send you... You oh, need yeah. JC
3: fucking us. I was at WrestleMania, bitch. What have you ever done?
0: All right, J-Man. Peace out, brother. All right, brother. Later. Later. <laughs> thanks was, to J-Man for yeah. being on. That was very interesting. That was different.
1: Let's I thank Urban, too. I mean, he was on for a little bit. Yeah, but...
0: thanks, thanks Urban for
2: fucking leaving us. God damn. That's not cool, man. I hope they're all right. They're they're good dudes. I fuck around and make fun of their situation. Well, but... yeah,
0: we were just busting balls a little bit at first, and I thought we were just gonna chop it up, and it got uh, kind of real there, man. And I don't, I, Urban's been really fucking touchy. Used to be able to break balls with the guy, but now he he seems a little bit off the fucking rails.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to him at some point off off the air.
0: You're gonna reach I around are, him. Reach out to him. Damn, a serious situation.
2: Speaking of serious situations, I didn't want to talk about it with J-Man on the line because I'm gonna get a little emotional when we start talking about this Pentagon thing. Do you hear something, Justin? Ah, uh, Jesus Christ, Byron. Are is you this, done with that? Is this thing? I, I, I don't know. I hope so. There's Just like rip
0: ten, the whole thing open. Yeah, Why are you pussyfooting with it?
2: There's trying ten to. layers of tinfoil on this delicious euro that Justin got. It's a
0: gyro. Byron, is that thing good, or are you just eating I'm it enjoying to fuck it. with me? Here, are dick. Did you want some? I've got my own food right here. In case you guys are wondering, since we are the Chews and Woo Show. Woo! Woo! Um, we've got some hummus, baba ghanoush, falafel, grape leaves, uh, some Greek salad, a little bit of uh, lamb.
2: Never felt so fucking un-American in my life. <laughs>
0: Really? Do, do we have to eat fucking redneck meat and potatoes every week? We where do that am, enough? Where are my fucking hot dogs? People are listening to this show to hear about Ultima Lucha. We're uh, going to do that right now. Ultima woo! Lucha Dose finale. Yeah. I, I mean, we covered on on a lot the of
2: it with J-Man, but I'm really fucking salty.
0: Hey, Casey, do you have something to say? I'll get to Casey. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Ultima Lucha Dose episode uh, that aired tonight was two hours. It was pretty amazing. Um... And it was really strange to watch it the way that Byron and I watched it because mm-hmm. we went to the landmark theater in where is it what is, what is that area called? It's Los Century Angeles. City. But what's that that area? That's Century City, Westwood. Like Westwood, yeah, it's a little a little south of Westwood. A little south of Westwood. All right. I believe? Yeah, you can bring that microphone a little bit closer. Well, um, Jesus Christ. So how, how. we got invited to this thing a couple weeks ago or whatever. Um and I didn't, make, I didn't make anything of it. I didn't think it was – it's not like the rap party for filming or anything where, you know, all the wrestlers are there and it's some big deal. It wasn't that, you know. Other people went to that. We did not go to that. We did not get invited to that. We did not mm-hmm. expect it to be invited to that. I mm-hmm. didn't expect to be invited to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty cool. And, you know, DJ had tweeted out uh, earlier in the week like, hey, who's going to this thing? Uh, I replied that I was going and a couple other people replied that they were going but then started begging off tickets. And it was just like, ah. Oh. And then I wished almost that I hadn't said anything because I didn't want to make people feel bad about it or whatever. It's just something cool. And DJ asked who was going. So I was like, oh, I'll just say I'm going. I don't know why he's asking. Probably trying to figure out if anyone cool that he wants to see is going to be there. Um, he wasn't there. So clearly I wasn't the cool one that he wanted to <laughs> Not see. good enough to get him out of the house. It wasn't me that he was coming. I mean, it's, you know. Oh, uh, shit. It's because I didn't go. It probably is because you didn't go. Sorry, DJ. Yeah. I mean. You're the the one of us that people actually like and respect, just in case you didn't know that. I don't Uh, know why, but it's 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 true. It's going to all change after this episode. Eh, Maybe, maybe not. So, um, we go down there. There's a pre-party thing, and it was really cool because it was like, instead of waiting in line, hanging out outside where it's 110 degrees, talking to these people, they're all dressed like normal human beings. Well, almost everyone. Other lucha gringo uh, Mm. was dressed exactly how he always dresses in the temple with his son.
1: Lucha Gringo was in full gimmick.
0: Yeah, not our Lucha Gringo, the other Lucha Gringo. Lucha Gringo yes, there too, two, so it's ghosts. really confusing. What's other Lucha Gringo's real name? Does anybody know? Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Let's go. Yeah. So he's the OG. He's the G Lucha Gringo. Lucha Gabriel. Uh, he's, he's Lucha Gringo <laughs> Blanco is what he Lucha, Lucha Blanco. I'd rather call him Lucha Blanco. Anyway, he was there, and he was the only one that looked exactly like he looked at the temple. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, who all was there, Byron? We got Jaime. Right. You got Alburo. Yeah. We got Vic number
1: one. Right. We got Vic number dos. Take yeah. another bite first. Uh-huh. Who else was there? You had
0: Johnny Ace. Yeah. And his mother. Oh, yeah. Not John Laurinaitis.
1: Oh. Uh-huh.
0: Well, and C.J. De-, De Niro in, it was there.
1: C.J. De Niro was in Full Gimmick as well, but his Gimmick is a lot more in public and his
0: dad was there who's awesome
1: oh awesome very yeah, cool that
0: dude rules yeah his dad's um, awesome.
1: i think that melissa was there Melissa marty. was
0: there and marty was there we talked to marty for a while he's very yeah, Marty's cool. super cool um hopefully we'll get him on the show one of these days was and just there shoot the shit because he has uh, like his perspective as having the best seat in the house was what he said to us mm-hmm. uh he was talking about a couple of matches when we were just hanging out shooting the shit. Um, it was just like, damn, yeah, you've got to have a different perspective on this shit because you really do have a different seat than everyone else. Your seat Dude, bounces when there's he was just big trying
2: moves. to one up our awesome
0: seats, man. Well, it's like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> we had the best seats in the house. It's like, damn, we're sitting right in the front row. And yet there is one guy who had a better seat than all of us. And it yep. was fucking Marty, um, except for the matches that Knox did, because Marty's in the back. <laughs> for the <matches> where <laughs> so I guess our seats are still out. better because we get to see all the matches. Well, if you're a
2: ref in Lucha Underground, you spend some time on the mat. That's true. And Rick took some nasty bumps last night. Yes, he did.
0: But so we see this thing, and it's on the big screen. Eric Van Wagenen there, who's the uh, executive producer of the show. The head of El Ray Network was there. Um, mm-hmm. Skip, the guy who directs the mm-hmm. vignettes, mm-hmm. who uh, Eric gave full credit for being the mastermind that is really making Lucha Underground uh, something very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, they the had man, a Skip. they had
1: a different vision. They were going to do a multicam behind the scenes, whatever right. type stuff, and then they sh- they were shooting stuff. And then I think Skip got the inspiration and uh, got the go ahead to shoot one thing with Puma. I think if I'm remembering the story correctly, it's and, the the uh,
0: running off the wall flippy shit promo yeah. that they used a bunch of last night, isn't it? Isn't that the first? I think so. Skip thing? And
1: then they saw like everything should be this. And uh, you, Hell yeah, uh, everything uh, you should used be. That. To
0: work for Skip, right?
1: I did. Uh, I did a pilot discovery for skip films so i didn't work with him specifically but uh i worked for his company in alaska oh cool it was rad
0: i wish that i would we're actually being nice to byron for a minute he said something halfway cool and before we go too far because i fed him the line (laughs) and before i'm gonna feed you a line Uh, don't you have something to fucking plug tonight oh yeah hey guys i do um i wrote a short
2: it's fucking cool it's called from the shadows and it's got like ninjas and shit uh, go to YouTube right now, uh, go to the Luxta Productions page, that's L-U-X-T-A Productions, just search that on YouTube, subscribe to their channel right now, my short drops on January 31st, uh, did I say January, fuck, I said that January, point? like, why are we mm-hmm. plugging this shit now? Wow, yeah, next year, no, um, July 31st. It drops on YouTube, and I'm pretty proud of it. It's cool. You get to see some people get fucking wrecked by ninjas. It's always a good time. Check it out. What age range is it suitable for? It, dude, it says fucking shit, like, even more times than we do on this show. So all we, ages, I mean, me. clearly
0: all ages, then. Are you eating during his plug? Yeah, well, I mean... Never mind. Um, while we're give, while we're throwing out plugs, if you live in the Las Vegas area... Uh, on the 22nd, which is tomorrow, you need to get yourself to the Silverton and watch Kevin Cross dump Paulie Culver on his fucking head. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. You just have to go and watch. I wanted to go myself, but there's no way I can get to Vegas this weekend. Um, this guy shit-talked us on Twitter. He shit-talked everybody. He's amazing, though. He's amazing. Uh, I, I, was, I felt bad for him, though, which is why if you saw our Twitters mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday, we were kind of throwing out some... Some love for how he could maybe not die completely in his match. I was trying um, to be helpful. But he was wearing a Cleveland shirt when, uh, when uh you know, Kevin went to scare the shit out of him the other day and this Facebook video, oh. um, it, which was pretty awesome. But anyway, yeah, go check that out uh, if you're there. And also I'm going to throw a shout out to uh, Future Legends Apparel. Uh, hopefully we can get Frank or one of those guys on the show one of these days and talk to him because they do uh clothes for MMA and wrestling and yeah. boxing. Oh, wow. So, you know... Those Fuck
2: Failure shirts are sick. I want yeah. one. Yeah. I
0: mean, you want to talk about other people who are in the hybrid world like we are of, of crossing the... Blending the lines between uh, wrestling and MMA. They're definitely in there, too. Um, all right. So, you got it. Me and Byron are watching this thing in a the theater. Casey, I don't even know if you watched the episode or if you just remember it all from being there. But we were also actually at this taping, um, which only... One other podcast that's out there right now can say, which is The Last Real Heels.
2: Yeah, but they're not a podcast anymore.
0: Um, We, however, were also at all of the tapings leading up to this and the ones right after this. Um, So this was this sat in a weird place. I'm going to say this right off the bat before we get into the TV part of this. When I saw this live, I was super, super fucking conflicted. Um, Oh, yeah. I. I didn't know I didn't know what to make of the booking. It felt weird. It wasn't anything like what they had done the season before. Um, it was It was a completely different thing. And there was some things at play that we didn't know at the time where we just were learning at the time like they were coming back for a season three, so they weren't going quite as, you know as big as they went the first season, some stuff like that. So it was a little it's a little weird being there. But I have to say this. Seeing it last night with me and Byron sitting there and Vic and Marco and everybody chilling, like... It made more sense. It made more sense. I liked it way fucking more. And I really wish Casey had been there because I know Casey was bitter about some of the things that went down uh, Mm -hmm. in Ultima Lucha. Well, your
1: description of conflicted being alive is very... It's it's the nicest way you could put it.
0: I was. I was really conflicted. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff. I didn't leave there feeling like I hadn't seen something amazing. I clearly left Ultima Lucha Dose saying, oh, my God, I just witnessed something. Like, I just experienced something epic and amazing. But at the same time, it was like, I wasn't saying I experienced what I wanted to experience. We all showed up
1: for... We really showed up
0: for one thing. We did. And maybe that was the problem. Maybe that's why we're suckers. Maybe maybe that... And that one thing is no secret. We wanted to see Pentagon, Junior fucking win when yeah. we showed up pentagon jr wasn't even on the fucking bill yeah it was all of a sudden pentagon dark we hadn't seen this cool cave segment yeah or any of that stuff let's talk about the cave segment because i know casey's itching it to, mm, to say something take, take yourself out of the live thing casey did you watch the Pentagon yeah, Cave I, segment. I, I watched it. What's uh, up with the cave segment? What'd you think? It was cool. Uh, you know. <laughs> you still sound you sound <laughs> better already. it's amazing.
2: I got a lot more to say once we get to the match. It's it, I my opinion hasn't changed since I've watched the show. Um, yeah, uh, this was cool, you know kind of Empire Strikes back. Is that
1: know? microphone tearproof, Justin?
0: It's it's not waterproof. Uh, no. See,
2: it, it's like I'm already sleepy and in a bad mood, and one of my favorite podcasts looks like it's fucking breaking up right now, and I, now i got to do this. But, yeah, it was a cool segment. Pentagon defeated all this shit that's
0: in his head. We all got to do that sometimes. The shit that's in his head is hilarious. It looks like Byron's fucking cupboard over here. Byron, who's already got a Pentagon dark fucking it's kind mask. kind of like what, what it's up? like inside of Seven my head. Two. The first thing I thought was like, oh shit, they raided fucking Byron's house to do this segment and just got all these old Pentagon masks that Byron has. They
1: just, they came over, I turned all the lights off, we put, you know... Start
0: flicking your light switch and put on Pentagon masks. I
1: took out a flashlight and we shot the thing.
2: That was great. I just felt like this is what my dreams are like, but, you know, all of my dreams were dashed and broken that evening.
0: Oh, man. So sorry. But I I really like this segment. Um... I think this makes sense for a few reasons that we can now talk about that we've talked about behind the scenes of, fuck, why aren't they selling more Pentagon merchandise? Mm -hmm. Um, But Pentagon Jr. is not a Lucha Underground trademark and not a Lucha Underground character. Now, this whole Mm -hmm. mythos that they've created with Pentagon and Vampiro is Lucha Underground stuff. Yeah. And, and it's like they've been investing this awesomeness and they've gotten this guy way, way more over than he was in AAA or is in AAA, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But yet they didn't own any of it. So I, I think part of why you're seeing this is because it does make sense for the story, but I think they had to give him a new gimmick. I'm wearing a Pentagon Dark t-shirt right now that is yeah. in Lucha Underground property i think it's got the lucha logo yeah. on the sleeve yep
1: well this guy became the top star of the promotion for two seasons and he couldn't sell any merch for him
0: yeah and, yeah at all that's and a problem. Uh,
2: I, it's no it's no secret that pentagon's Ark is a lucha underground trademark they filed the trademark yeah it's theirs
0: and i don't I'm, I'm very surprised and i've listened to a few other people's lucha reviews and this that and the other thing i mean I, all the credit in the world goes to dj for writing some creative shit but at the same time You know, sometimes he's got to write what's good for business, too, uh, on on a business level. And I think that this is a big business decision, uh, the switch to Pentagon Dark. It's not just because it makes sense for his story. It's kind of both things going hand in hand. And I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, or if it matters. But I can tell you that both the chicken and the egg are very important. Selling Mm T-shirts is important, people. And
2: uh, I do got to say that the first day that they sold the Pentagon Dark shirt at the temple... They sold a shitload of T-shirts.
1: The, the temple was filled by the people wearing the shirts for the whole weekend immediately.
0: Yeah, immediately. And it was so weird, too, because it's like they didn't even try to keep us from spoiling it or anything at that point in time. Like the switch to Pentagon Dark, like we thought was going to be some kind of reveal or something. But the, even that clip that's at the beginning of the show, they threw that out earlier this week so that they could release the merchandise online before... Ultima Lucha aired Mm -hmm. so that they can get some of those online sales, too. I mean, these are clearly business decisions, probably being made by somebody at MGM that don't even have anything to do with creative at Lucha.
2: It was smart to get people buying the shirts before they fucking jobbed them out. Yeah. Well,
0: this so I would say like this is a this this opening segment is very cool. I like the story and it's a great reason to go buy yourself a Pentagon dark shirt.
1: Yeah. Buy yourself a shirt or, you know, we won't like you and you're not allowed to listen to the (laughs) MMM. Podcast. We need all the, the three M's we can find. Can we need all the fired. M's we can get, too. Yeah, like I, got, I got all of them, right? One, two, three.
0: He gave M- us M- four M- earlier. God mm-hmm. dang it. The anyway. Fourth was four. So I like this opening segment. I thought it was fun. I thought it was well done. Uh, yeah.
1: Can I make a few things it was, about
0: it? Yeah, you absolutely can. I thought it was uh, at least a Wyatt taller than the other vignettes that we've been seeing on other shows recently.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, the thing is. The, 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 others, the other things, right? Like the TNA thing is like a student film. To me, how, how fucked up that production is works because to me, it, I feel like it, it's, it, it feels like Matt Hardy in his brokenness went to singer Benjamin, asked him to mow the lawn, and then asked him to bring over like 20 of his cousins. To film it for him? To film it for him. And that's what it looks like. And it makes sense to me. But the Wyatts...
0: I think that's really what happened, though. I think Matt fucking paid for that thing. Matt and Borash paid for that shit. Yeah,
1: Borash is not a production guy. Like, not TV, like film, but... That wasn't
0: coming out of Dixie's checkbook. I think that was those guys going, Well, you got an idea. Can you give us some VHS cameras? We'll go and shoot it.
1: Well, if you're Matt Hardy and TNA, I'll let you do whatever you want. Why not do some crazy
0: stuff? They should now. I mean, he popped a
1: bigger fucking number than anything else they've done. But for me, that's why that worked so well, because it fit... The, you know, the, like the absurdity of Matt Hardy, even though it wasn't done all that well. Matt Hardy is not a all Matt all that Hardy's well not done together. all that well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, I got that.
1: So the Wyatts was a lot more slicker with production value, but it just seemed stylized for the sake of being stylized. There was no point to it in the story. It didn't tell the story. There were a couple shots where the Wyatts looked cool, but aside from that, nothing that happened there. There was no ending and nothing impacted any of the characters in any way, shape, or form moving forward, the whole thing was pointless. Right. It was just stylized transitions and filters for the sake of transitions and filters. This one, much simpler. They go to a cave. It's probably a set. They used one big old light, or maybe they a few lights from one direction, but yeah. they didn't... Very they Yeah, light. they didn't do anything overly complicated. Mm-hmm. But you have this incre- these two incredibly dynamic performers. And... Their story and what they're engaging in is just so, so interesting and powerful that it transcended any kind of tricks, any kind of over-stylized presentation that the other two things had. But they well, did... And this, style,
0: this was a very stylized and over-stylized intentionally presentation as well. That well, just once doing they here. go
1: into the cave, that kind of... Right.
0: Uh, it, was, it was done that way that on was, purpose.
1: Yeah, it, I'm not sure what was going on. I watched it a few times because there's a trick you can do when you don't have a ton of money, but you want to shoot at night um, where you shoot during the day and you don't show you do day day for night and you don't show shadows and you just tint everything blue. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that's what they were doing inside the cave because they showed actual night before they went in the cave. Right. But that's what it felt like to me. That's like it triggered my day for night (laughs) hatred. And then um, and but one don't
0: thing... watch any of the B movies I've ever been in because we didn't do a single night shoot and the whole uh. movie takes place at night.
1: Well, part of part of me hates it because just I...
0: cancel
2: your sci fi channel
1: subscription
0: oh, right man. now, Byron, like everything that's been shot in Vancouver in the last 10 years, like half of the X-Files, don't watch them. Actually, oh, no, you know I know.
2: Sci fi channel hates that shit, too, because one of the rules for doing one of their creature movies is the whole thing has to take place during the day.
1: Yeah, it's a lot cheaper to use the sun than to have to light and then run power and this and that and, and distro for all that. But um, one thing that, one thing. I mean, I know everyone does it. Commercials use it and it's, it's a trick that saves people money Stop and people accept. Stop the industry, but, um, <laughs> but one thing that did kind of bother me was they would do these strobe effects. Some of them were practical with lights and some of them were in post. Mm. And you could tell the difference because the posts were full screen image uh, strobing, flashes. But then they were using like a CMOS sensor, camera with a CMOS sensor. And what that does is when you flash the screen, you get like two-thirds right, of a the, white thing or like thing. one-third. Yeah. Like it's in bars. It's not the full thing. And that's happened You to don't me. think that was intentional, though? No, I think that's just they didn't want to go in and post and just find yeah. all those spots and frame by frame add a white frame. I still
0: thought it kicked the shit out of everything WWE
1: and TNA did. Oh, those are my only two things just as a filmmaker. Oh, gotcha. That stood out to me. I felt but, like it
2: needed a thousand more filters. I don't know.
1: But <laughs> Casey's stealing my really bad Twitter joke that DJ no sold.
2: Yeah, no, he sold it. He <laughs> fucking hates you.
0: Byron, you're just making enemies left and right. We actually but, talked to Evie Dub about this a little bit yesterday, too. But Oh,
2: yeah? We yeah. Didn't,
0: I mean, we didn't get to talk about this segment so much. But poor, poor Evie Dub, though. I feel bad because he got shit on over Twitter like, he doesn't make a ton of comments about other wrestling stuff. And, I mean, this guy's a TV producer. You know what I mean? He, he, he makes a TV show. These other people make wrestling shows. He makes a TV show. Mm-hmm. And he said one thing, and then, oh, my God, it's like all it takes is for four fucking TNA fans to get together in a circle jerk. And all of a sudden, it seems like World War Three. And I think there was a whole lot more people out there that agreed with EV Dub's sentiment. And it's just the fact that anybody who's in as big a position as he is says anything about one of the other products, whatever four people like the other product are yeah. going to rain down fire and brimstone on you. Well, yeah, that's especially
2: the- when the four people is the entire TNA viewership.
0: Well, and Borash was one of Borash, them. Right? Borash had a pretty <laughs> good one. But- Borash got him. No,
1: Borash zinged him a little bit. It was funny. But, but you know, I, they've... I think there's some professional respect on a certain level, but I think that EVW had a really good point production-wise. Well, don't um,
0: stop posting shit on the internet just because of yeah. the EVW because I liked it, and I was thoroughly entertained by it. I was as entertained by, by that as I am by the show.
1: Oh, and then the shitstorm <laughs> afterwards was also great, though. The I shitstorm mean, was classic, But But yeah. it's, it's akin to Dixie or even Vince McMahon tweeting, hey, like if Vince tweeted, hey, TNA... Like, your fucking camera's out of focus. Check your back focus, dickhead. I mean, that would be awesome. It would be Wouldn't awesome. Wouldn't that
0: be a fucking amazing if Vince said that? Or, or, or if Vince was just like, hey, you're pushing those reds pretty hard there, Lucha yeah. Underground. Like, that'd be fucking great. Hey, I would pal. love it. Uh, <laughs> your, your temple's a little dark there, pal. I bet, and it I is. Bet the bet the your temple guys is, sneezing is super dark. Today. It's hilarious. I mean, you watch, the, you watch the Lucha Underground show. It's fucking dark yeah it is hard to see shit sometimes and Mm. it's
2: not in person it's not at all in person (laughs) and it could totally
0: be not like that on tv it's like super intentional
1: but they also take longer than a week to edit which is i think what the wyatts and tna had yeah
0: they no well no tna had longer than that that segment was going for a while um wwe i think did it purely for the sake of proving that in two days they could churn one out that was better than TNAs.
1: I know, I kind of think they're into the whole trending thing, and I thought they just wanted to capitalize on what was trending in wrestling. Well, why? Like, like, they like would having wanna, the club or something? Like, they would want to steal... Uh, they don't steal gimmicks <laughs> from
0: other places. They'd want to steal... What like, are you talking about? They'd
1: want to take all, like, the... the um, the what is it the viral sensation that it had become and then and they
2: want to
0: swoop it. in yeah. and kill it or just it. redirect it in their Let's direction give the no no of
2: the no they want to
0: kill it just like they did with the club like we want to have the bullet club so we're going to actually get the bullet club we're going to take out the bullet we're gonna yeah. call them the club. Well, for, they can't
1: call it Bull for club. three
0: weeks. I'm surprised they let Finn do pointy I mean, fingers. I can't. They can't even really call it the club. I mean, that's just fucking terrible. That is lame. That's really lame. But it's when
1: they call it the club, it's like they call it the the blank club. blank club, <laughs> like the
0: <laughs> the you know wink what we wink mean. club,
1: it's right? Club.
0: And exactly, what did they do with them? So they broke them up at the fucking at the draft. At the draft, they got Finn now. Well, that? exactly. So what they put, they're just going to fucking kill the angle. Vince is just going to kill. I'm not even going to talk about WWE. I'm going to get back to did Lucha that, Underground. Did you
1: just buy in the? the podcast? Yeah, I did just buy in the podcast.
0: Look, we've talked a lot about this opening segment, but I wanted to for a specific reason because it's Five very stars. unique. This is what Lucha Underground does that these other shows can't do. This isn't something they did in reaction to the fact that the other shows are trying to do this now. This was something that was done in, in the can for Lucha Underground months and months and months ago. Lucha Underground's not jumping on this bandwagon, which I saw a few people saying on the internet. No, like,
1: like that years ago. they? They've, they I know, but there was, there's
0: newbies that are coming to, to Lucha Underground just now because they heard that Ultima Lucha was going to be dope. And I saw a couple people posting that, like oh, they're ripping off the Wyatt segment, or they're ripping off Final oh Deletion, God. and it's like, oh, my God, you are smoking your own pole. Well,
1: part of that's kind of good because it, it brings Lucha into the big three discussion, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, imitation but, is, a, is the highest form of flattery, right? Like, yeah. it gets them
1: into the conversation, and then they could be, then the fans can be educated now that they're talking about this, this right. product that they probably don't get on TV. And then they can learn, oh, wait, they did it first? I don't believe it. Let me watch. Then they watch, and then they... You know, then they come around and they see it. On the other hand, these guys are just fucking idiots.
0: Yeah, they are. All right, so Casey, here's my question for you about the segment, and will, then I'll leave it alone. Uh, the Emperor vampatine thing, mm-hmm. was it too Star Wars? Was that moment too much identical to, to Luke going into the cave? <laughs> I haven't and, seen it, and you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I saw that one. That was good. Yeah, where Luke fucking goes in, and he's having the dream, and then he uses the lightsaber and knocks off Darth Vader's mask, but it's actually him under the mask. Was the, was the Vampiro moment under the Pentagon Jr. mask too much that? Was it too direct?
2: Let me be honest with you, Justin. You can never be too Star Wars in my eyes unless it's the prequels. All right. If he was fucking Jar Jar, that would be <laughs> different. But no. The mask comes
1: on. All right, all right, all right. Do you think anyone's... I'll take m- a
0: simple answer. That's good. Yeah.
1: Do you think anyone's made the joke about the mask on Vampiro should have come off to reveal Pentagon's face?
0: Yes, a lot of people have already <laughs> I, I, made that joke. I okay. guarantee. Any Anything Star Wars related, somebody's made the joke. All right, moving on. Trios, Slamtown versus Super Friends. Sweetest spot fest of a trios match probably this year, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It I was a great spot fest. Something. It was
2: great. Rob, Rob Viper, our good buddy on Twitter. Shout out to Rob. He was praising hey. this match saying that when Aerostar, you know, he has his off nights, but
0: when he's on, he's on. He was fucking on tonight. He was on. Super on. Like... Okay, it was so crazy because Aerostar would start a move You'd know what the start of the move was And then somehow he'd throw a crazy twist Or a 360 or something Into the middle of the move That wasn't supposed to be there And all of a sudden You've got Striker like uh, That was a blah 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 blah. Like there's no word for it He's just inventing moves In the middle of the fucking match So it happens when you travel time
1: It's also he had to change up half his offense Because half his offense is Rey Mysterio
2: Yeah So he kind of did a six one nine into a one
1: legged kick, (laughs) yeah, which was awesome. I like that move. It was real. Everything he did was great, but you're like, oh, this is where he would have done the six one nine.
0: This was the episode full of almost six one nine things. Yeah, we'll get to that though. Um, I will
1: say this: it's kind of cool to see the lucha bucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? They're doing great. What are you saying? Are you saying Slamtown is? Is is thieving off the the young bucks?
1: I'm just saying. I've been to a PWG show. I've seen Rick Knox get super kicked in the face, and I saw it again.
0: Hey, I've uh,
2: I've been. The to question
0: the- is, has PJ Black been to a PGW show? PWG. Is he in Bola? Wrestling Gorilla. No,
2: he's not. He's Bola. not in Bola. Wait, is he? I don't okay, know, I don't
0: know. <laughs> but he he does a crotch chops. He has long hair.
2: He's busy jumping out of planes and shit.
0: I don't know. See, I didn't even notice it or think about it, but I'm not saying you're
1: wrong. I'm not. I'm not putting them down. I love Worldwide Underground. I think they're all doing great, and you know, I I think for personally for PJ Black for for how he left WWE, I think it's great that he left because he wasn't getting that fulfillment, and then he was able to go and find it. He seems like he's having fun, if nothing
0: else. Yeah, yeah. and he's doing great. I yeah, love these dudes matches. look like
2: they're having fun fucking. Like, honestly, if I
0: was going like to be in Lucha Underground, I would want to be written into their storyline because these are the guys that come out, and every time they come to the ring... They don't look like they're at work. They look what? like they're just like they're gonna have a good time win lose draw. However you're booking them whatever yeah. their segment is, they're just having a blast.
1: I want to be on their side though cuz I don't want to get poked in the butt.
0: Well, the shocker was fucking disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Jack, you sick fuck. Yeah. You Two like in the his... pink, one in the stink does not apply to mass luchadors was, and leotards. It was it was Phoenix. It was all in the stink.
2: Oh man, poor guy. He practically fisted the poor man. Oh, it's
1: like Jack Evans. He needs to learn that there's some unwritten rules in, in lucha libre.
0: I don't know. Like, does he hang out with Joey Ryan or something? Like, because Joey breaks a lot of unwritten rules too. Like, oh, Booplex and girls. Come Dino on.
1: has the asshole plex now. Oh
0: Jesus! I don't know if you saw. I don't know if he I does. need to.
1: But anyway, it was a phenomenal match. Everything was just going crazy and nuts. And being ringside, it was just phenomenal. At the end, after. The Super Friends uh, won the match. They came down and showed their new titles to us. I got to touch one of them. Oh, did you? The yeah. Trios
0: belts are badass, dude. They're I so love cool. that belt. Yeah.
1: I mean, we should think about... I like those guys. I'll but tell you what. I honestly,
0: them. I like the look of the Trios belt. And the gift of the gods more than the actual Lucha title. No, but I think Byron's on to something. I think we can fuck those guys up. Like, I would starts starts love to like put tiny. it over
1: my fireplace.
0: They're smaller than us. Is it like the DDT, uh, iron, heavy, the metal? It's open weight. Yeah, well, it you just, 20. you kind of start. I can't like, say that.
1: You just start the word and Casey corrects and finishes.
2: Oh, that's
0: the way uh, you see, do it. Is like the auto-correct because my phone is terrible. If
1: it's DDT Pro or Japanese Wrestling, Casey will autocorrect it. Gotcha.
2: I'm not, I'm not that big on Japanese Wrestling. I just, I'm just.
0: Really smart. (laughs) Well, That's good for you, because I am not. Um, Here's here's one of the things I really liked about this story, and it's funny because this is kind of why we ended up even talking to Marty yesterday. Um, The Rick Knox aspect of this match started really early on Mm -hmm. when he stops the Super Friends from doing the dive. Yeah. But... I just loved it because it's a complete form of storytelling. It wasn't him doing something to the heel faction here. He does something to the faces at first that is babyface ref-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of a ref trying to get in there and be big John or whatever, like really take control uh, or Mills Lane, whoever you want to say. Like he's in there and he's really taking control of the ring. And then of course, at the end there's no control in the temple. So he gets his come up and says a ref and gets blasted in the face and gets pulled out of the ring again. Like, he got blasted multiple times in this match. It's crazy. But it's smart storytelling, because other places if you saw this, he'd do something to one heel in the corner, and then three seconds later, he'd ref bump and be out of there. They played this really long, like he does the first thing, and he stops the other team first, and it starts to set it up and you're building this thing of You know, normally this guy that we don't want you to even notice is in the ring. We want you to see him this time. And that was the deliberate thing that they wrote, whoever the agent was or DJ or whoever did it, wrote into this match. Like, we want to establish that the ref is here Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense early in the match with the babyfaces. It was genius. And then you feel Rick's presence the whole time. And then when he takes the ref bumps, it means so much fucking more than it normally does And maybe you guys think I'm read, reading way too much into this But this is how I watch this show I see stuff like this well, And I'm like This Stryker, it makes me think Like everything in the temple Is so fucking deliberate
1: Yeah well Striker also was literally Like uh, reciting the the Rick Knox plot points
0: <laughs> Okay which and I wasn't but, paying, a but it was Mr. Exposition.
1: But it was great though to have.
0: I did catch Stryker's uh, third base reference, which was huh. awesome. Yeah. I did
1: catch Vampiro getting boners, yeah, during the show. But um, but it was great to have. It's a unique story to tell. Like you're a now you're a two hour episode of a four hour presentation, and they still found uh, a unique story to tell in this match. And the story, the big story was the the involvement of the ref of not well
0: there was another big story which everybody else in the world is talking about and i i don't know that i really care and that's gonna maybe sound surprising because i really like this wrestler but the the angelico run in was um, oh i mean he comes in he smashes the fucking crutch <clears throat> on. On Johnny Morrison, that's kind of supposed to be the big. Mundo. He, sorry, Mundo. he hasn't jumped yet. You know what it is? It's his fucking Twitter handle. His Twitter handle's still at the real Morrison, which is yeah. a name he doesn't use anywhere. So yeah. I keep calling him fucking Morrison but all the goddamn isn't time. Isn't he verified? He's verified as at the real Morrison. He'll lose. I mean, he has probably, he
1: just has to, has to email Twitter.
0: Anyway, the Angelico run in. What did Angelico. you think? on An- Angel-
1: Angelico. He's a handsome man, by the way. Hey, he y-
0: you know, um,
2: after reading that one article, I think Angelico is the only wrestler that matters in Lucha Underground right
1: now. So I was happy oh to see God. him come back. 25 truths about Lucha Underground. Angelico
0: isn't around most of the time. Number one through 58. <laughs> Look. Twenty-five truths about Lucha Underground to combat the twenty-five secrets of truth uh, of Lucha Underground is fourteen of them are, and Helico is not that big a deal.
1: <laughs> God, that's all I, I can tell And Helico,
0: he could be, but no, no, his... no, it's not that. It's just he's he's hurt. He hasn't been around a lot. I mean, he's he's gotten a couple Jeez. of major injuries at, at tough times. I love the dude. I think he's amazing. And that fucking off the top thing that he ran into the fucking yeah. ring—that was spot was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. I think Angelico is great. We just haven't gotten enough Angelico because of just what's been going on with him. If he could stick around in the ring for a full season
1: after season one, then he'd be huge.
0: I mean, clearly that guy made it out like he was, you know, one of the top level guys at Lucha. But sadly, he is not. That's just not the case. You know, um, other truths. You want some real secrets of Lucha Underground? There's no beer there anymore. Boo. Boo. You might think that that's the craziest, drunkest, wildest crowd in the world. No, they're crazy and angry because they haven't had fucking beer all day. It's They've been standing scary. in line for 5 hours. They can't fucking smoke weed while they're waiting inside for their bleacher seats. Oh, you know, they that's an angry, angry crowd. They're ready to get out of there, get some food, get like there's a food truck there, but there's a long line at the food truck. These are the real secrets of lucha underground. You want to know? Those are the real secrets. Another secret is VIP is fucking sweet. (laughs) I wouldn't know, If you get a VIP ticket, take it,
1: because it's fucking awesome. I wouldn't know. All I I haven't... The closest I've gotten was when I got you
0: a VIP ticket. Yeah, you want to know what's good about the VIP? Wings. They got fucking wings with blue cheese and celery sticks and carrots. Them shits are good. They didn't
2: have that shit when I was a fucking lumberjack. That's like a Rey Mysterio upgrade.
0: Hey, When I was in VIP, they had cocktails... They had Wangs. They had other little uh, Ors Divorce. Me and Smashly were like, J-Man was out hanging with y'all. I didn't even come out and hang. I was like, I'm hanging in here with Smash, and me and her go eat all this fucking food. I like eating food.
2: Thanks for bringing us. I something.
0: also got free Johnny Mundo glasses. Oh, well, I don't mind. I don't mind that. And ha- got to hang out with Johnny Mundo. I don't mind that. I, was, I saw his. Which was pretty much consisted of a high five and then him telling me how to do a one-handed push-up. I, all right. The next match, Dragon Azteca, Black Lotus. Uh, oh, yeah, so the, the Super Friends go over. It's super awesome. I'm glad they have the titles. I'm a little sad that Jack and uh, Mundo don't, but I think that they'll be back. They'll either get these titles back or their angle. I don't know. The angle is so good that I don't even care what these Slamtown guys do. It's been entertaining so far, and they're horrible, horrible people. We hate them because they're heels, but they're awesome.
1: Well, they got a rematch clause, so let's see what happens. We'll
0: see. Or do um, I don't know if Dario does that. Dragon Azteca versus Black Lotus. I, I I don't have a ton of stuff to say, but right off the bat, I will say this: they seriously worked this match out well. Um, this was obviously her big debut in Lucha Underground. She's been she's done in ring work other places, but this was her in ring lucha debut. Yeah, and for what it was going to be. They hyped it up just enough to make it make sense. It was the first match announced for Ultima Lucha. They didn't put too much weight on it. This was not a draw match. Like, this wasn't the the match that was supposed to get you to watch Ultima Lucha. But, um, you know, Dragon Azteca put in solid work this season, so he deserved a reward to be in Ultima Lucha. And Black Lotus has been a character that's been around for a long time, and eventually it had to go somewhere, and this is where it was going.
1: It was a big storyline match. It was.
0: It was a storyline match. And I think that it worked great and the you know the way that vamp was talking about lotus besides his his boner he had an
1: erection the whole time
0: but i think that there was a different reason for that i think that vamp had a hard on for this match because i feel like he was maybe one of the people that's been training her I and think, he was really proud of her getting in there to do some of these spots
1: well I, I think there's that but i think literally what he was talking about in commentary was he got an erection because she looked nice
0: Well, and because she was vicious and violent. God, I leave the room for
2: two fucking seconds and you guys are talking about
0: boners? What the fuck? But but I will say that
1: I hadn't seen, I hadn't really seen much of season two from the taping. So when I showed up, I was really looking forward to seeing what Dragon Sega could do. And seeing him with someone who was smaller than him, I, I... just I knew we weren't going to see him do anything cool. The he only dive base. he did, she didn't even catch him. He yeah, did his own thing. Yeah, but you're talking
0: about offensively. What he did yeah. do in this match I still thought was amazing and I think that that Dragon Azteca Ray Horse whatever is a great performer. Yeah. Um because of what he did in this match, he was carrying somebody that was clearly greener than he was. Um and she was doing it the right way. She was putting in her part. But the thing is, you have to understand that her part shouldn't and couldn't be a whole lot more than that right shouldn't have been either but she sold great and he sold great yeah he put everything into those few spots that they did perfectly um and and that's the kind of work that i like to see there's other performers who i won't even mention at this point in time even in lucha underground that don't do that they don't sell for each other when they're in these weird mismatch situations he sold for her he made it work and then the run-in happens, and you get and out of it with a no contest, which well, is perfect booking to me.
1: It was a it's a, it was a very difficult task because he's a pure babyface, and the heels usually both uh, call the match, right? And then two like they're the ones who do a lot of, um, you know, they're the ones who would put a lot of the beat down on. like She had to follow him, right? but still... But he looked. laid
0: the beat down on himself, pretty much is what I'm saying, yeah. and, it, and it looked great when he did yeah. it, and she sold it the right but way. They he both sold to, it great. I loved it. He had to
1: protect her while he yeah. still was putting on something you know, worth watching.
0: I thought it was a great way to give the fans something that they deserve. We've been seeing her around forever, but to still really, really protect her. And if you don't think that she was protected right here, <laughs> you don't know anything about wrestling. That they, was a protection match. But it paid off a storyline. This is yeah. the writing this is the writers and the agents and the wrestlers coming together to keep the show on track, in my opinion. She, I thought it was very well done.
1: Yeah, they did a good job. She was throwing enziguris. she was throwing um, What else was she throwing?
0: Oh I mean, she threw some ranas in there. Uh the, Top rope arm drag. Yeah, top rope arm drag was good. I mean Ray sweet. Ray jumped into uh dragon jumped her. into it for her, which was yeah, good. Yeah. But she still, she picked it right up. And they there was didn't a botch it. He spun her spun, off, yes. but still like, and then we get the run
2: in and but the match she did some. She held her swap. own. It was good. It was wait. Good. So did you like this run in? Of course I like this run in. It was Pentagon coming in and racking people, <laughs> which, you know, I've said on Twitter that that's what brings me to Looch underground and everything else is extra. But well, I
0: mean, and look, maybe this was foreshadowing. We probably should have seen it. Um, when Pentagon, we got the thing that we like about Pentagon and they gave it to us right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, it's like you almost should have fucking known right then and there. Oh, even in the match.
1: Well, I got a little nervous like five minutes into the into his Matanza fight and he's just whipping Matanza's ass. And I'm thinking, oh no.
2: Yeah, because he took the whole fight. You know something fucked up's
1: going to
0: happen. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, that's pretty straightforward book. I mean,
0: I. so the run in itself, though, I love this. Vampiro smiling ear to ear. Yeah. Pentagon's breaking arms left and right. We're all screaming, break her arm. And I love the fact that they went straight for Lotus first. Like, it's equal (laughs) opportunity in the temple. He went straight for the girl first. Then, it's like, oh, maybe Pentagon's all of our friend. So he's going to let Dragon Azteca off the hook. Nope. Break his fucking arm too. Let's just do away with these guys. Let's kill this whole storyline that was the first thing hyped up for Ultima Lucha Dose. And this Mm -hmm. is like the thing that Lucha does where they just... Take your expectations, squash it, and make them into something better. Pentagon
1: Dark does not give a fuck about either their parents or mentors. <laughs>
0: no. Not at
3: all.
2: No. he'll send them to the grave so they can join them.
1: Like they both, they both want revenge against Matanza. They're they have a shared interest, except they want to do it before Pentagon gets to murder him for the title. Yeah, and Pentagon's like. I am like he wants to kill Matanza so much. He's just killing anyone Everybody else around way. him.
0: He just wants the ring. I mean, and and we understood this when we were in the temple that it was like Pentagon's coming out. He's cutting this promo. He's telling us he's now Pentagon Dark. And keep in mind, we didn't have the vignette to tell us he was Pentagon Dark. We just had him speaking in Spanish in the ring to tell us he was now Pentagon Dark. My Spanish isn't great and I still got it. Yeah. And it was like, I am now Pentagon Dark. I am going to be super fucking evil and I want Matanza now. Because we were expecting the Pentagon match to be last. Yeah. We didn't know, like... we. I mean, there was some debate, like, it might be Puma Ray or it might be Pentagon, whatever. It's like, what's more important? The Like, your title's still got to be more important, we thought. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, but this other one's for, like, who's the king of Lucha Libre worldwide. (laughs) So it was like, that's pretty important, too. Like, that title, you know, the bragging rights title or whatever. So you know, again, probably should have fucking known as soon as Pentagon comes out here and demands that the match start right now, you know.
1: Oh, well, we were pumped.
0: We were pumped. Like, I wasn't mad at the time. I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's get this thing going. Let's <laughs> well, start we this shit.
2: Waiting
1: Casey, I saw you on the TV. I saw when the shit was going down. You're in the corner of the screen. You, you picked up your poster that you brought, mm-hmm. that you made that you used, like, five red markers on.
2: Yeah, I got a funny story about that. Um, we were We were waiting in line to get in and um, somebody who was totally not Matanza saw the sign and <laughs> kind of thought it was a Matanza sign at first, I thought. Was he a really athletic guy? Yeah, really athletic guy. Mm. Uh, he's one of the chosen few or something. I, I forget what that other catchphrase is. I
1: don't remember who it was.
2: Uh, but then I lifted up the sign, and he saw the severed head, and Pentagon holding it, and, and he, he kind of made a face like, ah, it was fucking great.
0: What, what, do you, mean you what, don't what know your... who it was. It was Jeff Cobb, the guy who plays Matons on TV.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: Oh. Kayfabe. Oh shit. Was I not supposed to do that?
1: <sighs>
2: well according to that Comic Con shit, you're not supposed to do that.
0: So oh yeah.
1: But Casey, uh for the for the purposes of um uh, radio broadcast, describe your poster. Maybe the we could tweet a picture of it. We uh, can get Vic to take a picture and
2: yeah, I gave it to Vic, so hopefully he can. I told um,
1: him to bring it to the screening last night, but he didn't. Yeah,
2: it's Pentagon ripping off Matanza's head and a bunch so of awesome. blood squirting out
0: everywhere.
1: <laughs> it's the best wrestling sign I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it, it was um, a In, lot of markers.
1: It was inspired work.
0: I thought you should have made it more like a little kid drew it just so it would be completely <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, my art's almost there, so oh, no, um, it, was... It's, it was pretty close. but yeah, It was very casey. We had, very, we had a lot of signs. J-Ray brought like six signs or
0: some shit. And we got made. a lot of TV time right then too yeah. because we were popping so ridiculously over the top that there was no reason not to put a camera on us. Well,
1: J-Ray made signs for the whole front row on both sides
0: of the bleachers. Well, yeah, there's yeah. the sign that you see J-Man holding yeah, is Batonza, one of the signs, isn't Batonza
2: it? Matanza punched that sign in the face. Yeah. It was great.
0: <laughs> so that, that was just awesome. Anyway, uh, the segment goes... Right into the match, um, you know, I don't think I need to talk about the segment. I mean, Pentagon says that, you know, Bam- Ian Hodgkinson is dead. I just like the way he says, Ian, Ian hodgkinson Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when, when Pentagon says it, it's amazing. He's
1: not good at Canadian.
0: Uh, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's a very Canadian name. Um, but he's dead, too. Vampiro, his maestro, is uh, in charge. Um, and then, you know, he wants his match. Title match. Pentagon. Matanza. Pentagon loses. I have more to say about the match than that, but I, I'm like, I've I've made I've intentionally made Casey hold on for all night. Like, look, people, if you watch wrestling, you know what happens when the guy who's over, who's like the face, is just destroying the heel for the first like 15 minutes of a match. Yeah. Guess what's gonna happen? Yeah. The face is gonna fucking lose. Yeah. You know what, uh, and, and sure enough, Matanza turns things around and it's fucking super ridiculous hoist slams of every variety, you know, three straight and and that's it, man. He
1: was chopping them like Pentagon Dark was just, he was uh, dealing out damage to Matanza that no one's done.
0: Which is awesome, which is what they wanted. That I mean, look, before Casey even goes off on his, his tirade about this. The, the, the goal here, I think, was to make Pentagon look stronger. They didn't want to kill their monster yet. Uh, it wasn't the time for Pentagon, but what they wanted to do is they wanted to change his character. They wanted to introduce this Pentagon dark thing, like I said, for some business reasons, some story reasons. Um, and they wanted to make him look stronger than everyone. I mean, we're talking now Pentagon has gotten in more offense, more credible offense on Matanza than Mil Muertes. Mm. I mean... Pentagon lit Matanza the fuck up. And we loved yeah. every minute of that part of the match. And I mean, you want to talk about lighting him up? He's chopping him through a fucking jumper. And those, ha- those chops were not enhanced, some of those. Some of those were actually that fucking loud. He takes off his glove, throws it to Vamp, who catches it. And then he starts chopping him right on our side of the, the ring. And we were all like, wow, wow. He hit him. Like, that's not even a chop anymore. That's actually trying to heart punch a guy. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. shit was vicious. You don't want to
1: heart punch someone. That's deadly. Yeah. A guy died from that.
2: Yeah, Ox Baker murdered a man.
0: Well, exactly. And it was just like, that's what the fuck he was doing. It was loud. It was nasty. The spots that they were working was great. I mean, they weren't even in the ring for 10 minutes. They were just outside throwing each other into shit. It was, it was yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah. Good, good ref work there, counting that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Who was refing? I don't think it was. I, was it Marty? I think it well, was, but the rules uh, of this match were. Nox.
0: Maybe they didn't call it a, a Southern No DQ match. They called it uh, there must be a winner match. This is it just a Dario special?
4: Yeah.
1: How about how about uh, that when uh, Pentagon normally when he'll start chopping a motherfucker, he gets everyone to be quiet and he takes his baseball glove off and like we'll behind the back it to the ref, but to so this he did guy, it to Vampiro. This something did, did I to say Vampiro. that?
0: I, I said that. Why is not even listening to the show and he's right here? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Just said dude. that.
1: And then Vampiro did you just said. A stroke? Then <laughs> Vampiro said, "I got you, baby."
0: Time warp. It was it was dope. He was he was waiting for it. Um. <sighs> Whoops. I also want to give credit to Melissa Santos. I don't. I thought she did a great job in this match.
2: Yeah.
0: Ring announcing it on the fly, acting like super scared it. of both guys. But yeah. still being totally in it and like a part of the match, not zoning out or anything. She was like, she was totally right with this whole thing, and I she thought she kind of gave up the finish
2: was... by accident live. But oh, really? Did she? She um in the the Mill uh, fucking uh, Cuerno match.
1: Oh yeah. She
2: announced accidentally announced Mil Muertes as the winner and still Lucha Underground champion. So yeah. We took that as, okay. Once this happened, we're like, oh, okay.
0: Oh, that's what's going to happen here. Yeah. I got you. Because that was the same day. That was right before it. God, there was a lot of matches when we saw this live. I yeah, mean, we saw it as it was like a like three m- hour block. Eight matches that day?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of. Oh, the taping went to like 8.30 p.m. Yeah, it was right? one of the longest tapings I've been to. I was nervous to. about making my flight.
0: Yeah, it was Thank really you for the great. ride, by the way. You're welcome. I gave Brian a ride that night. Um, I had to go to work. So, the finish. Vamp comes in, gives Pentagon the bat, and I'm I'm assuming this is supposed to set us up to...
2: Fucking Have me.
0: Pentagon be mad at Vamp for bringing him a weapon, but no. then it
2: backfired? I what? thought he was going to shove it all the way up Matanza's ass and make a popsicle. And you then know. pin him. And, like... Then break his arm.
0: And, like, Pentagon, Dario's there. You know he's going to stop you from trying to finish the match. Like... Don't be distracted by Dario. Why, why would you be distracted by Dario and then get yourself clubbed like that? Don't do that. That's a babyface move. You're not a babyface.
1: It's kind of weird that they had that barbed wire bat Pentagon took a soft hit to the, the solar plexus. To the, the back. Back. To the other side of the solar plexus.
0: To his broken <laughs> back. His back has been broken. broken. That was the whole cell, Byron, his broken back.
1: He was fine. Pentagon, uh, Vampiro cured him by torturing him
0: well yeah but it's also got spikes and barbs on it look i just uh, uh, the 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 spot aside i just thought it was a was. super duper baby face fuck up booking that yeah. i would expect to see for someone like son of havoc and not someone like pentagon yeah like if, I, if pentagon's gonna lose he's up against the monster matanza monster matanza should just kind of swing the tide of the match back his way and then squash him at the end why do we have to have this babyface fuck-up? It's
1: because uh, it Casey be... is holding back. Let's let right. Casey talk. Let's, Casey... All right. How okay. do you feel about
0: the finish? How do you feel about the ending? This is exactly how you would have booked Ultima Lucha Just, Dose, uh, isn't it? Uh, no,
2: and I, I do want to kind of preface this a little bit and say that I, I'm trying to separate the the mark that's, afraid, that's pissed that his favorite wrestler lost Uh, I don't want to come across as that. I want to come across as someone with like a writing background that for season one, like I kind of felt like I was in sync with where the writers were going. Like, yeah, I would do the same shit right here. Yeah, fuck yeah. I didn't see that maestro thing coming, but it's fucking cool, right? So when they surprised me, I really liked it. And when they didn't, it's like, shit, I would have made the same decision. Okay. This is not one of those nights.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: And I'm not I'm not shitting on the booking. Uh, I don't know the whole big picture yet. I don't know what's going on backstage. I don't know what's happening in season three. I'm just looking at this from a fan standpoint and from a writing standpoint. That I felt a little fucked. Because not only... Okay, so like Ultima Lucha 1... Me and John brought signs with us because, uh, oh, and Byron. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. And and my friends, Kevin and Javier, um, we brought signs with us because I was afraid that Pentagon was going to lose to Vampiro, so I wanted to show all the support I could so that they could see they were making the wrong decision, but they made the right decision. So I had the benefit of the doubt going into Ultima Lucha 2. I'm like, I'm going to make some motherfucking signs. And Pentagon's going to win. And it's going to be awesome. He's going to get the belt. And he's going to come celebrate by our, our signs and shit. Maybe he'll get our sign and fucking hit Matanza with it. You know?
1: Yeah, I was flying in from work. And you're like, give it, I was working until the moment I was getting on a plane. Mm-hmm. And you're still telling me, you better make a sign. <laughs> bring a fucking sign from Florida. And he,
2: he didn't bring a sign, but... J-Ray hooked him up with one, so we were good. Because I'm like, Byron's not going to make a sign, dude. Help us out. And he did. And so we had our signs, you know, and I was all excited. I even fucking sent it to Pentagon on Facebook, and he sent me a message back saying, Awebo, you know, I'm I'm like all fucking excited. And then I got there, and the match is happening early, so I'm even more excited. And then he's fucking Matanza up even more excited. And I was completely lost in the moment. I wasn't looking at, oh, he's getting all the offense and he's going to lose. Gets a barbed wire bat. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's how you kill a monster. With a barbed wire fucking bat.
0: I think you actually even said that, right? Didn't didn't you say something like that while we're sitting there? Like, oh yeah, he's going to fucking kill him right now. We're going to get this fucking belt. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was so happy.
2: And then I was so pissed off. And not in a like, oh, it was like... Me feeling emotions as a wrestling fan. No, I was like actually like legit fucking pissed. Like I felt like (laughs) I got fucked here out of seeing my favorite wrestler win a title in a promotion that, you know, I really respect because Triple A, I watched the shit out of Triple A, right? And Pentagon's there and he's starting to get titles now, but I have zero respect for Triple A and the people that run it because they book like morons And I can say that because I'm not affiliated with any shows in any way. And I don't want to like burn bridges because I think Dorian Roldan's a cool dude. I just think the booking in AAA is stupid. And uh, I felt like this was what they would have done. And it pains me to say it. It's just I've been watching Pentagon get fucked out of title after title in AAA. Maybe Lucha Underground will be different. It wasn't the case. But you know what? Water under the bridge, gentlemen. Water under the fucking bridge because there's a whole other season for Pentagon to fuck people up. Okay, but you say water under the bridge, but here, here's where I'm still bitter as fuck. That was bullshit. I was lying when I said. I
0: mean, but what's your best case scenario? That sexy star has the gift of the gods championship now, and then Pentagon comes back, and then what? They let sexy star get over on him. Because, I mean, he's already <laughs> fucked her up. Do and... you really
2: think that's my best scenario? Oh, no, uh, that's what I'm saying. Question. Like I,
0: I'm saying I'm saying you probably still have reason to be pissed because... No, I do. I do. Because, because she's she's got one of the belts, and we know that she's not your favorite. And then Matanza just went over on the guy for the second time in a row, and that usually kind of takes you out of the title picture. Right. The second time a guy goes over on you. And
2: I fucking love Matanza. I really do. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, but Pentagon is my favorite wrestler. And him not going over here I don't see I mean there's always a road ho- for
0: him back to There's the always hope in Lucha Underground though because you got things like Aztec Warfare. Right. The Gift of the Gods title depending on when Sexy Star cashes it in could be back in play at any moment and Pentagon is certainly a person that could could win that over. I he's mean, a wild card. Yeah, but you I mean you're looking at a guy that the way they've written him, the way they've booked him, he's better than 85% of the people on the card. Whereas if you look at his win-loss ratios everywhere else, they're fucking horrifying. Yeah. He doesn't get over anywhere else. Pentagon he takes like
1: a
2: stupid clown in Mexico. Well, he gets over. He just doesn't go over. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. He does not go over at all. No, he he's like 0-3 in other Southern California promotions. Yeah,
2: and hey, and everywhere he goes, he gets the Cerro Mieto chance. He sells a shitload of shirts, shitload of masks.
0: Yeah, and yeah, for some reason, nobody wants to book this guy to fucking win. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, you know, I, I thought like, and here's where they swerved me. The Pentagon dark thing is where they swerved me because yeah. even as a real wrestling fan, I was like, oh, well, but shit, they changed his gimmick and now they could sell his shit. So, of course, they're going to put the belt on him because we had speculated in the past before that like, oh, you can't put it on him for long. They it could only do like the Phoenix thing where he gets a short run because he's a triple A guy. Hi. And you never know how that's going to play it, pan out. Maybe their AAA deal washes up overnight or something weird yeah. happens. So you don't want to put too much faith in the AAA guys. But Sexy Star is AAA. She's got the fucking Gift of the Gods title right now. She's going into the season break with it. And they sell
1: Sexy Star
0: merch. Yeah. So that, that excuse kind of goes out the window. And then now there's no excuse at all because he's Pentagon Dark. Can I, can I say something that I'm a little concerned about? Yeah.
2: Um... Most of the people that are huge Pentagon fans like myself also don't like Sexy Star. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually worried that some people might not come back for season three because of this. And I'm get, I'm going to look, I'm going to tell you people, season three is pretty fucking awesome. It don't, really is. Don't be like that. Uh, like, I don't know. I didn't approach season three with the optimism it ended up deserving. Let's put it that way. You know, I'm
0: glad you stuck around because no,
2: I got to see so many good matches. Like seriously, like match wise, season three blows fucking everything the show's done so far out of the water. And
0: I've heard several other uh, podcasts who have done their reviews. Like I've listened to a couple other people's uh, Lucha Finale reviews and they're speculating about what season three is about because they have they weren't there. And I'm here to tell you of all these podcasts, we were there more than anybody casey missed one show two shows maybe um yeah i was there two
2: shows because i was sick almost
0: every sunday i think i was there almost every week except for the first week i was not there for the season kickoff at all um but we can tell you firsthand without any spoilers that season three will be some of the best televised wrestling program you have seen ever in history.
3: And this is coming uh, from guys
0: who are huge, WCW, ECW, New Japan, Triple A, Marks. Like every great era of wrestling since the the WrestleMania three era, we have seen and been a part of, and I'm here to tell you, I think season three of Lucha Underground tops all and, of it. And, and this is we just wouldn't say bro, that if like, we didn't fucking mean it.
1: And this is only in-ring content in-ring yeah. story. Like what they can add to every show and into every character like the Pentagon Cave yeah. thing. Mm. What they can add is you know And that's huge. the stuff we haven't even we, seen
0: yet is that stuff. And
1: right. they they filmed everything. They took the the formula and flipped it upside down to make it more confusing maybe, but also to just to try and make Filming yeah. more economical, but but they whatever they were doing, they everything was out of sorts. You could watch one guy have five fights in one night right. or whatever, for example, but it's over the whole season.
0: I, I'm just going to say this about the Pentagon match at this point. Like, look, we love Lucha Underground because we've seen where it's going to a certain extent. We've seen all of season three taped, and we know it's amazing. So my love for Lucha Underground is not going to change. My uh, distaste for some of this moment is also not going to change. I do feel a lot, a lot better after seeing it on TV. I wish Casey had Mm -hmm. been with us there in the theater because I think that really helped me feel it in a different way and to feel it the way that they intended to write it where it was meant to get Pentagon more over, but it was also meant to tell you like, hey guys, we know we're coming back for season three. We're not tying up the story this time. We're not giving you a nice little neat bow on top of the package. Yeah, We're fucking you over a little bit, but it's because we've got something for you. And all I can say is that I hope that they continue with that. And I hope that, you know, the vignettes, especially at the beginning of season three, as Ricky Ricardo would say, got some splaining to do. Yes, yes, yes. there's There's a whole lot of questions, like we were at a lot of these shows, and some of the stuff that happened on this episode, I'm still like, I don't know how that fucking works in the story. Yeah, this doesn't make any you sense to lost.
1: me. Um, but another thing is, Pentagon lost the match. He lost the title uh the title match because Vampiro kind of fucked him up a little bit. right. So but where's aside, that going? But aside from that, this was the Pen- this was a two hour special about pentagon jr pentagon dark
2: mm-hmm. it was he lost at the fucking end of it but you know what i've eaten a lot well, of shit there's still as a there's still fan.
0: more but there's still more pentagon to go
2: right and you know i've been through a lot as a wrestling fan you you think i'm eating shit now you should try growing up an undertaker fan in the new generation era until <laughs> wrestlemania 13 so yeah uh, i've eaten a lot more shit than this so i'll stick around another season
0: all right i'm gonna ask you this right now What's the streak like now with Brock being a user?
2: It's completely fucking null and void, his wins, so the streak is intact.
1: I thought you might say that. Hey, how about Heyman trying to tell people? Because Heyman, apparently his contract's up with WWE. Mm-hmm. He's not under contract, but he was doing speaking engagements over in Europe, and he was trying to tell everyone that Brock shot on Undertaker and like, concussed him and beat the fuck out of him and then hooked him really good on the pin. What? That's what Heyman was sort of alluding to. Like, this could be what happened.
0: I don't know about that. But I mean look, if Brock really wanted to go over at any point in time, anyone in the WWE, if Brock yeah. wants to go over, he can go over.
1: But I, I don't think I don't think <laughs> it it's
2: like the guy's like real. twenty years older than him and he's the one shooting, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But I don't think that I don't think that's what happened, I but don't it is interesting. Heyman's a fucking
0: nutbag. I love yeah. that guy though. But
1: it's interesting Heyman's throwing that out there. Well, his contract's expired and WWE is
0: letting him loose. See, this is the weird, interesting little stuff you get when we go off on tangents on this show. Sometimes it's total bullshit and we just waste your time. Sometimes it's something interesting.
1: So what happened in Ultima Lucha after Heyman talked some shit? Uh,
0: Taya versus Ooh. So that segment was done. Uh, Pentagon's just pissed at Vamp and Leaves. You know what's fucked up, dude?
2: I don't remember any of this match and I think it's because of what just happened.
0: Well and <laughs> yes. if you and if you see Casey on TV during this match, you'd agree that Casey doesn't remember. There's literally one shot where me, J-Man, and Byron are at a 45-degree angle looking at the action that's happening over by the announce table, and you see Casey, and he's facing straight ahead, not <laughs> looking at anything. That was nothing. a stare. Like, me and Byron saw it the theater the other day, and Byron just, like, hits me in the shoulder and points at the screen like, Ah,
2: look, Casey does not care so about s- any of this. let uh, so sad. Was, so
0: let me re- refresh, Casey's, let me bit, refresh Casey's memory, because the Wera Loca, Taya Valkyrie, mm-hmm. had some things to do here which was pretty much take a beat down just like Matanza did in the match before yeah. from Ivalice the whole time because East was not
1: going to go over. Yeah, Ivalice, though, is the baddest bitch. I was excited. Uh, she's one of my favorites in Lucha Underground, and Taya is also, like, she's one of my favorites, but I know that Taya is just, she's badass in the ring. So. Now,
0: but, but here's the interesting thing, and, and Stryker pointed this out early in the match that this is only her second singles match the entire time she's been in Lucha fucking Underground. Yeah. Oh. I am screaming misuse right now. Was Right that here and now. The- Cage was the only other Cage singles match that she has had the entire time she's been in Lucha Underground. It,
1: that's the worldwide underground. Uh,
0: shadow and no, look, in. she's in a great gimmick, and and she works well in that gimmick. But at not the same time,
2: multi way matches, either
0: right? No, no, just just singles matches, she like one on one, one on one singles, yeah. singles matches. She should be wrestling more. She really should. Yeah, she really should because those first few weeks that she was in was like, holy shit, this woman is on it. These yeah. are great matches, especially that first match. With and kids. then Jesus you know, Christ. she's been kind of tucked into this valet role uh cobra moon is not you're not seeing her in ring very much and where she had a couple of in ring debuts and the the work was whatever she's obviously a little bit greener than taya is but at the same time it's like you're a nice guy uh, no i'm just saying this look don't don't give me wrestlers work hard to present them as wrestlers show them wrestling get them over for their wrestling and then take them out of wrestling that's my biggest dig on, on Lucha Underground when I saw this match and I heard yeah. that and then I was pissed. I was seriously pissed.
1: Well, oh, I think sometimes she had to kind of adapt with, with what you find that you have, but I think that Taya has such a pedigree and a proven track record that, I mean, it's a no-brainer.
0: Well, is this another case of she's under contract to AAA and they can only do so much with her? Are they afraid of it? Like- I don't
1: know, but she, when she showed up, the first, the first day she showed up and ran out and interfered in a match, doing a heel thing on the heel side of the match, yeah. the place popped and ever mm-hmm. and she's been getting uh, where a loca chance. Well, it'll be since. crazy
0: like you know, like worldwide underground, worldwide underpants, whatever they're called. Yeah. They'll come out and and they will be there's there's a lot of people that pop for them anyway. A lot of so-called heel fans that that like them and pop for them, but the whole crowd will pop for her when they're healing out the rest of the fucking group. Yeah, she's which is more is amazing. Over she's than, like, I, no, Morrison's over, she's but he's over, over as a than, heel. She's more over
1: than Mundo, but Mundo puts in, he puts in a lot of heel work.
0: He's amazing right now. He's, at, he's in his fucking prime. Like you know ever, what
2: it is with Ty, though? The fucking Peros Del Mall.
0: It is. It's the, it's the fucking Peros Del Mall tie, and I mean, she's almost getting some of the same love that uh, Pentagon gets.
2: Exactly.
0: And Daga... And and the dog I don't know. He's not getting a whole lot of love. But
2: and someone I won't mention because
0: Justin doesn't like him very much. Uh, who's that? I don't know. Byron. Who's that?
1: Justin likes. Me. Son
0: of a uh, son of an orgasm. <laughs> what the fuck's his name? Oh Jesus Christ. Um. Well, I guess everybody's the son of an orgasm when you really think about yeah. it,
1: right? What? Some people are, are, are test tube babies. son of mistakes. Can
0: I, can I be son of a test tube? Some people are son of, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I like that they left in Lisa's little botch when she was just trying to climb up on the, uh, the rail. Which I, I can't even really call it a botch because if you'd seen the guy who was leaning his head on that thing sweating up the rail right before she climbed oh, up God. there. And, and, and the funny thing is it's that guy I think that grabs her foot and holds her so she can do the dive. Which I thought it was awesome that they left that in because dude, that's real, that's wrestling. She fucking, she goes up there to do a spot. It's a little bit tricky because it's it's legit dangerous and she could have fucked herself up. She could have domed herself real bad on it. Yeah. And then the, the guy in the crowd grabs her leg and like helps her jump and do the spot. I thought it was awesome, and I was glad they left it in too. And Taya, I, I don't know, Taya's selling everything. And um, the, the thing that I liked least about this match was the snap German. That looked like a fucking brain buster neck spot. That was, it was nasty.
1: Ivelisse on Taya? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, she folded her like neck to ears. Like put a big old crease mm-hmm. right there on her.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty nasty. Like she didn't, Ivelisse didn't lay out flat. She tucked her back, which pulled Taya in closer and threw her back towards her neck. And I was just like, and, and it was nasty when we were there in person. But we were kind of from the different angle and seeing it on tv was even worse which is really rare normally on tv you're like oh yeah that spot wasn't that yeah. bad at all but it was like one of those spots where if ty hadn't gotten up after that you wouldn't have been surprised yeah i, I was it's just also, like jesus wow
1: it was another match that had sort of a disputed ending yeah it got a little tricky and it just kind of figures with justin refing it that he'd lose control of the match
0: Ah, uh, poor justin that guy sucks <laughs> <laughs> He's he takes so much like fucking heat as a ref. Hey, don't use that drop. No, fuck that. We need more Byron Saxton drops, like the like the Laser a thing.
1: Oh yeah. By the way, that's I, that gets triggered for me whenever people talk trash about Byron Saxton. I see that. Jesus Christ, man. It's, it's not like, a big deal. I don't think he's that bad, unless he's wrestling.
0: You don't think he's that bad because he's got your name? I think Justin is a terrible ref, and he's got my name.
1: I mean, that's true. They, but...
0: don't, they don't literally have Fuck You Byron shirts. Yeah. I think Justin, by the way, is the best terrible ref.
2: Is
1: that... If you know mm, what I'm saying. Is that uh, our, the new MMM podcast
0: shirt? Oh, the
2: Fuck You Justin shirt? The or the Fuck You guys. Byron shirt?
0: Fuck You Justin shirt.
2: No, it's already done. It's Fuck
0: You Justin on one side and Fuck You Byron on the other. If you want...
2: Hey, if... Casey gets off free. <laughs>
0: Unless Vinny's wearing it and he turns it inside out and it says Casey's a bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can make him a separate shirt.
0: <laughs> um... Yeah, the finish, um, I love the finish of this match. You want to know why? Why? Katrina. Uh, She came out and what what was, I can't speak. I can't speak at all.
1: Has anyone said that I wish Katrina would go over me? Yet.
0: (laughs) Jesus. Wow. Uh, That's how you really feel. Booking. Booking, right. Mm So that was she... I
1: know what you're We're just talking video games over here, Casey. So just video
4: games.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that's the best inside joke you're going to hear in this whole podcast <laughs> and have no clue what it means, but I'm laughing inside because that's funny. Um, no, so, yeah, and, and this was weird, too, because this is another one of the reasons why we felt weird leaving that night of not knowing what we just saw because... Katrina teleports in. And there's, of course, TV magic to teleportation. And when you're there, it's like you're on the set of an episode of I Dream of Jeannie or Bewitched, when she blinks the eyes and then everyone has to hold still for a minute and then they move the their sofa to the other side of the room and then they blink again and the sofa has jumped in time. So we had to sit through that and it was really confusing live because just like in the show, There was more than one teleportation. We thought they just botched the first one and did the gimmick wrong. We didn't know it was supposed to be a double teleportation, but it's like,
4: yeah,
0: she, the lights go out, which was cool. That general reaction of all of us, like, why are the lights out? And then all of a sudden lights are on. Katrina's in the ring. Then lights go out. Katrina repositions to the other spot. Lights, come on! And then they go out again, and we're like, "Wait, did they fuck that up the first time? Why are right. we doing this again?" We were so fucking confused. This was and one the of the lights f-
2: only go like half out.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is one of the few moments where the the TV aspect of Lucha Underground and the production aspect did not work for the live crowd at all. Right. None of us were popping. None of us knew what was going on. But I'm here to tell you, there's a way to fix that have two very attractive grown women licking each other. It usually solves the the problem pretty quickly. And everyone forgot about the weird lights on, lights off thing. Everyone was just like, oh, my God, Katrina just licked you, Elise. Did that just happen? Like, And I, I honestly, storyline-wise, I like this. I didn't want to see this feud be finished. I'm glad that Taya was the one to go over in the match. Um, but at the same time, it didn't... Uh, it didn't feel like there was a completion to the feud because of the Katrina run in. But it also felt like, look, these women are all very powerful in the temple in their own ways. And they're going to go off into their own gimmicks and their own storylines. And then at any point in time, I think what you're, what's happening here is you're being put on notice that any point in time, shit could jump off from any one of these three in any number of ways. Mm -hmm. And, I think that that is great. Like, I do not want to see a continuing one-on-one feud with Taya and Ivalice. I think they're both too valuable to the company to get tied up in feuds with each other. I don't want to see Katrina jump in and just pull one of the two of them away into a feud. I want to see them all have continuing tension for as long as it makes sense story-wise. That's just my take on it. Mm. So, I on TV, I got that. Live, clueless, I'm just like, it's... A hot chick licking some other hot chick, and I have no idea how this match finished, and I was so confused. And Pentagon lost, and I want to go home now. Yeah, I was really <laughs> yeah.
1: It that Pentagon losing did have an effect on the rest of the show. Um, thankfully, one of the best matches of all time was on uh, after Pentagon, and helped kind of you know yeah. bring her spirits up. And a little before
0: bit. that, TV show wise, the awesome package, the history of Puma package. Oh. Amazing. Loved it. Now, about the, the final match. For me, live, and this is why watching it last night was still even better. Going into this match, Pentagon's fucking lost. There's this weird lights on, lights off shit. Everything is fucking strange. Um, and at the time, in real life, nobody knew if Ray or Puma were going to be staying in Lucha Underground. Yeah. So going into this match, none of us knew or understood if there were greater implications. If this was going to be the last time we're seeing one of these guys. Um, it was a very unknown feeling. And in line, like all of the old school WWE fans, all they could talk about was how worried they were that this was Ray's final match. You know? And it's crazy to think that now. But back then we were but fresh back off then, of everyone thought that and puma talk and the puma talk of him going to wwe and all that shit was just starting then
1: yeah well i didn't know too much about i wasn't thinking too much about puma uh, leaving back then but we had just seen uh del rio who uh, i think casey talked about earlier mm-hmm. um we just saw him put in a really great season at lucha underground a lot of inspired work did really well everything was going great as far as we were concerned Apparently it wasn't, but he came in, lit the world on fire and then left for the paycheck.
0: Yeah. And he was doing some of his best work ever in in Lucha.
1: And it's, you could have very, very easily seen Rey Mysterio. Now, see, my
0: experience was a little different this day because I was, um, I was in the VIP with all of the internet writers, all the the sports bloggers that had flown into town and whatever. Like the Heels? Yeah, the heels were some. Were the best ones back there. Um, so th- all these guys were coming with inside information that you know WWE had met with Ricochet, um, who is Puma. Sorry, Casey. Mm-hmm. Case fade. Case fade. Case fade. Anyway, that you know that he was in serious talks, and I don't think that that was not true at the time. But I think that, that was also probably. The first phone call. I don't think that he was going anywhere necessarily that day. I don't even think that that was, uh, was an contract. option. Um, and Lucha Underground had been picked up for season three already. So, you know, everyone's deals were kind of already set. And I think they already knew the whole direction of what was going to happen with season three by the time any of this went down. But we didn't. No, None of us knew. So, it just made for a really, really strange match. And... It kind of fucked me up for the first part of the match, mm-hmm. but then I mean, the work was so good that then I just kind of I, I got over it and I got into the match. Um, I was also definitely cheering for Ray, which was a first. I had been a very, very huge Puma mark up until this match. And I wonder yeah. if this was smart, because a guy like me who had been popping from Puma from day one, I was now I was clearly cheering for Ray the whole time.
1: Well, leading up to this, Puma had been going dark. He'd been going heel. He wrestled Azteca Jr. as a heel using a lot more aggression, heel-type tactics, a lot more vicious offense instead of flashy, but,
0: flippy but shit. But yet they weren't
1: really doing a heel turn. They weren't doing a heel turn. And so turn. It, it was hard but, to
0: understand.
1: But they were they were showing more of an edge to him, and he was moving in, in that direction. Like He was, he could have done a turn at any point. At, he was like right up on the edge. And his, his outfit and his mask were going dark as well. And so the whole presentation of him was getting an edge, going a little bit more heel against mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio, who who's one of the biggest babies of all time. So uh, I think just naturally you're going to cheer Rey and you're going to want to sort of, Look at Puma as a heel, but then they went into a babyface versus babyface match, and they both showed why they are two of the top in Lucha Underground.
0: Yeah, I, I look. I've been watching Ray live. I've seen Ray live in three different decades now. I saw him in the '90s. I saw him in the '2000s. I've seen him now in the 2010s. Um, I saw stuff from Ray in this match that I haven't seen from him since the late '90s. Yeah, right. Exactly. He was W C W era Ray. Yeah. He was ECW era Ray. Yeah, even better. Yeah. I mean but the
1: Ranas he was doing where he would land like do the actual full on flip.
0: Yeah. <sighs> and 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 you know, if you don't know about Ray's knees Ray doesn't have them. <laughs> Underneath right. those baggy trunks, he's got on the, the stone Cold Bionic knee braces. And I mean, you remember, get, you remember you yeah. remember Stone Cold when he was wrestling with those braces? It wasn't exactly uh, fluid, shall we say. There was some, there was a bit of clunkiness to a stone yeah. Cold match after he was wearing the braces. Ray has those on in this fucking match, people. Mm-hmm. okay? And the shit that he was doing did not look like a guy who's walking around Bionic knee in a fucking match. And I, some of the spots, the, the under-the-bottom-rope slide splash, Oh fucking that's just, yeah. so amazing. A cool move, man. And, and I've seen that move before, but the the speed that he did it yeah, at... this was really good. Like, slip and slide. Like, how the fuck did he get it to go that f- fast, not get caught on the ring apron? I, it was one of those things where seeing it live, it just even hurt my head a little bit. And he was going away from us when he did it, but it was just like holy shit, like, did he just slide all the way out of the fucking arena? I don't know. I just, I love that spot. I loved also the the storytelling. Um, and this is why Puma is amazing. No, this match was not Osprey ricochet um, But, and it could have been maybe with a younger Ray. It was before. But I'm, I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't. That level, like they didn't quite take it that far. It wasn't like the super duper flippiest shit of all time match. I
1: I feel was a better match though. But
0: I'm gonna tell you why I think a lot of it was better. The storytelling here was amazing the storytelling of these guys know each other's moves and, and like, yeah. hey, Puma's watched this guy for 20 years. He kind of knows what he's going to do. Like a well, 619 yeah. isn't just going to pop him in the fucking face like if it was a WWE book.
2: And they're supposed to be trained by the same guy and they wrestled like that even though they're not.
0: Correct, which was mm-hmm. amazing to me. And, and in fact, I think Puma came out of his other gimmick and away from it and really sold it as Puma and did things that the Puma character would have done. Yeah, you know, he he stopped the 619 twice, once on a full stoppage and another time on a straight up duck, which was amazing then he hits his own version of it which wasn't very good which is hilarious for a wrestler that's that good to not no, be able to pull off a move that he simple he has a <laughs>
1: he has a good 619 but not i think he does one on the corner
0: well he yeah he does one on the ring post doesn't but he
1: but he yeah but he didn't do uh, that one was not really Well it was funny
0: too i mean you you you're putting a move on a guy whose move it is you know you don't want to sell it too hard. And that's fucking Ray Ray. You don't want to fucking knock his block off by accident or anything. So he really did it kind of soft, but it was, it was funny. It was the three, two, three, by the way.
1: I did like how on the one where Ray did tag him with a six, one, nine. Yeah. Normally with WWE Ray matches go, um, stuff happens. And then he does a drop to hold or low drop kick. And then a guy sort of just falls and like, just yeah. somehow doesn't happen in to right, anyone just else's falls matches. into the like, spot. Yeah, but with this one, it w- it was actually during like the war of attrition, they're fighting each other and Ray hit a spot where he just he really nailed Puma. Mm-hmm. Puma's doing the thing that everyone does. Right. He crawls, crawls up. you go to the e- edge of the ring so mm-hmm. that way you're not going to get pinned and mm-hmm. then he's then he's climbing up to his feet, and it feet. happens right in the middle and of
0: that. There's no hanging or sitting there waiting for it. It was
1: just—it's brilliant. I mean, these guys are the best in the world. Well, shit, you want to talk about Chinese brilliant?
0: Attackable. How about a fucking West Coast pop into a destroyer? Yeah, that was holy cool. fuck! Oh. <laughs> like that is—that is a sick, sick fucking spot. Oh, I was like, what happened? I think blew my mind.
1: I think Puma was had the same
0: reaction. I, he was I, a I, I think so too. He was like, oh shit, did we just do that? <laughs> And I've seen Puma do some ridiculous shit. And yeah. at the same time, there was just some moments in there where it's like, not only is he doing ridiculous shit, but he is doing it with a guy that as young as Ray looks is fucking over the hill, guys. Mm-hmm. This is not 1997 Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. This is fucking 2016 Ray Mysterio. Yeah.
1: Like you have Attitude Era guys coming in now yeah. who look old and they're doing their thing like Nostalgia X. Ray was in his prime before the Attitude Era.
0: Before the Attitude Era, and here he is putting on a match with a guy who is at the top of the game on the Indies, who everyone says is is got the match of the year with Osprey. I mean, for for pure yeah. techniques and moves, regardless of what you think of flippy shit versus real mm-hmm. wrestling or whatever, like that that match is a candidate, you know, yeah. for for one of the greats this year that people are talking about.
1: I think they had a, a good in ring story and uh, ricochet osprey but they didn't have the actual drama of billy bill stop cats like to eat cats. The actual
2: drama
0: of billy
1: but they didn't have the actual storyline build the personal story that these two had
0: yeah i i just it just worked it really really worked and again like i said live it was a little strange because we were all kind of wrapped up in like who's coming, who's going. But, you know, just to suspend the disbelief, to sit down and to watch it now and just enjoy this as one of the... I don't know. It's probably in the top five of Lucha Underground matches. I don't know if I would give it the best Lucha Underground match of all time. There's been so many good ones now that I'd really have to go back and watch like four or five of these again to rate them. And maybe that's something I'll do soon is like try to rate what I really think is the best season two match. But this one is up there. This one's clearly in the running.
1: It's it's a straight up wrestling match too. Yeah. Which gets kind of rare around Ultima Lucha because everything goes so crazy.
0: I just, I like a match where... By the end of it, each move means something.
1: How about um, how about that Splash Mountain off the top rope? Oh, yeah. that Puma was gonna try and kill Ray with, and Ray's like, no, no, no I <laughs> I know what this is. I don't want to do it.
2: No, it's the finish to uh, the the
0: Ray Eddie Guerrero it,
2: matches him reversing that and pinning him.
0: Um, yeah. What was the I other know one? we
2: watched all those fucking matches? Tilt to yeah. whirl
0: head scissors into the code breaker. That was fucking dope. Oh yeah. Dude, and there's but so then many he moves. went to it again and
1: Ray <laughs> countered And they
0: countered it. Yeah, that, yeah. Which is awesome. And then you had uh that electric chair. Oh, where they flip out of the ring and they land and they're still in the fucking electric chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Without wobbling or anything. Yeah. I mean guys Katrina of, could teleport like that, they wouldn't have to have us in the dark for right? five minutes.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of contrived grapple and roll out of the ring and still be grappling spots. That was
0: so smooth and fast though. It was yeah. amazing. Like I did when we saw it live, I didn't even know how they did it. It was another spot where it's like, how the fuck did they just do that? Like
1: they turn the lights off and then they go outside. Like <laughs> yeah, they, I
0: wish. They turn off the physics of the building. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, they're really that's what it was. They were just kind of they were really well in sync. And I don't know if they rehearsed a lot of this match or, you know, how it was agented, or if they just sat at the side of the ring and pointed at it and said, I'm gonna do this, you're gonna try mm-hmm. this, or what they did, or if they called it all in the ring. I don't know. But it was there was a certain level of symbiosis here with two guys that, regardless of what Vamp and striker are saying, haven't worked together all that much.
2: No, I think I they mean, wrestled once before. These that. guys are wrestling
0: yeah. this match like they've been on the road together for five fucking years.
2: And the matches they had were triple threats with other people. With they other tagged,
1: people. and then there was it was it Aztec or was it
0: that?
2: No, I mean outside of Lucha Underground. Oh,
1: outside.
0: In my mind, yeah. in my mind, I like to I like to think that Puma drove down from Boyle Heights to San Diego. They got in a gym, and they worked on this match for three weeks before Ultima Lucha. I don't know if that's realistic or a thing that even happens. I'm just completely making shit up, but that's how smooth it seemed.
1: Well, Puma's from Boyle Heights, which is only a few hours, not during rush yes, hour. Yes, Puma
0: is from Boyle Heights, Casey. He lives right there around the I'm corner sorry. from the temple. Just
2: sounds like he's from Kentucky. Huh? <laughs> a just lot of said. people sound like they're from Kentucky. Um, the Kentucky gentleman, Prince Puma. <laughs> he comes out like the southern dandy Prince Puma. And no, this, is one of the,
0: this is another one of those matches, though, just to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. That I think when you talk about this next year, I don't even know if you're going to remember who went over. Right. Do you remember right now who went over? Who won?
1: Well, Ray won, but the thing is, it's, it's an epic match.
0: And then he let Puma take the bow and that left him great. in the ring, you know, because honestly, at first, I was really surprised that Ray went over. Yeah. Um, some people weren't, because a lot of people were like, oh, that means Puma's gone. Puma's leaving tomorrow. Puma's uh, in NXT. Puma's going to be in the Cruiserweight Classic. That was the big rumor back then. He's going to be in the CWC. It was just like, really? That's not going to happen. No, no. That was the rumor back then. I'm Mm -hmm. serious. Was it? Byron thinks that that rumor started. That was the very start of the rumor. The first time I heard that rumor was that week. In January? Yeah. 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 Was When they had just announced it, the whole thing was fresh, and everyone was like, shit, Puma's going to leave us for that.
2: Yeah, I remember that, too. And Phantasma.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Uh... That was the rumor back then, and that was why this was so fucking weird to me, because it wasn't out of the question that, like, shit, WWE's calling in cruiserweights. This guy's not really a little cruiserweight, but he certainly fucking does cruiserweight moves. Like, this could be the guy they fucking take this could be the beginning of the whole ecw raid happening again to me now that i fucking love wrestling again and i found this awesome show they're gonna do it to me again fuck you guys that was all i was thinking then
1: could you imagine during the draft if um (laughs) if puma showed up
0: that'd be awesome if like for wwe not for me
1: mcmahon looks at her card or looks at like the the no card for their next pick i was like i don't know and shows it to mcfoley and he's like i don't i And then they call out like I don't uh, like maybe Del Rio. He's like, "You read this." I don't speak Spanish, and he goes
0: Pentagon Junior, and Pentagon Junior gets drafted to Raw. They needed something like that. Where was that moment in general? They should have had one big outside acquisition set up for that whole thing.
1: But Lucha's at that point now. Yeah, uh, where Pentagon Junior will come onto Raw or SmackDown, and
0: bigger and more it's over. gonna happen we're gonna get rated guys you i guarantee did, it it's gonna you happen
2: see how wwe 2k16 when they did that move download pack that it was like pentagon's arm breaker <laughs> yeah hell,
0: right
1: Uma's moves and then the year before it was Shane's they're just game. they're getting the
0: happened? video games ready before they've even made the decision in the front office that's amazing hey
1: jesse we're just talking about video games i know over here
0: what's wrong with video games nothing it's better than talking about wwe i'm doing a callback um, <laughs> you're speaking, not good at
2: speaking cultists.
0: of which <laughs> video games um all right we're still on uh, okay. the show
2: okay, look look yeah, pentagon gonna make the show longer.
0: pentagon murders vampiro <laughs> that was awesome
2: it was you can see me going nuts in the background
0: and and i have to say watching this last night again this made me feel so much better seeing it on tv than it did in person in person we all kind of missed the run in a little bit um, though I think I pointed it out because I was in a better spot. And I was like, holy shit, holy shit, look over, look. Because no, we were getting ready to fucking leave and we're like, wait. Did when? you guys,
2: so when you watched it on the theater and had better sounds, did you hear me yell at Vampiro? That's what you get for fucking up?
0: Because no. um, uh, I There did. was a lot of yelling, but we were also yelling in the theater. I, it was I heard, exciting.
1: I heard like fans, yeah, that was a thing where we couldn't really hear the commentary. You hear the, the one girl who was somewhere. sitting
0: next to the microphone in the other side of the temple.
1: There was a scream. Yeah, that was annoying
0: because the, the there's I know where all the microphones are. The audience mics yeah. are and and it sounded like the girl who's sitting up by the jib. There's a microphone up there. Yeah, I think it was coming from the complete opposite side yeah. of the fucking arena. The shit that you were hearing in you, that scene.
1: You sure do know a lot about sound. Shut it.
0: Shit. <laughs> I got mean. I got a fortune cookie the other day that said um, um, somebody is going to ask you for your sound advice. <laughs> and I was just like, "Fuck!" I know what that means. Man, That's fucking a bad pun. Bad pun, ass. Year, fucking, I, got you, one that was, I really did. I got an kid. empty
2: one earlier this year. And That's not surprising. That sounds a shitty, year, man.
0: <laughs> <That> sounds good. <laughs> empty like your soul. Um, yeah. So vamp catches a nice deep blade. Um, yeah, in the oh. eye. He did that to himself, though.
2: I think. Uh, I think some of it was a little hard way. Because he was bleeding the second he touched him with that bat. No, no 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 no, 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 no! He if went, under the, it, desk he went under the Pentagon desk. Pentagon was like Whoo. Oh, yeah. During the striker
0: super kick is that when he is... blades. Oh,
2: uh, gotcha! <laughs> that was such a great
0: super I kick. Was I'm so sorry. Weird. Did I did I bust kayfabe for everybody on that one? Yes, during the striker super kick, vamp bladed.
1: Pentagon's looking around, preening to the crowd. Everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" And vampiro underneath is like, "Oh my head!" Well, I mean, bleeding.
0: and look. They kind of had to do that after the bar that they set for Ultima Lucha 1. It's like, we don't want to go as gory and bloody as we did the first time. We don't want to fucking light tube somebody's kids this year. But let's fucking, you know, like, we need some blood. And I think Vampiro was like, yeah, my back and my knees aren't, I'm not doing that again. But how about I do some nice juicy blade spot for you? Also,
1: you don't mess, you don't let Pentagon Dark down. This guy is more powerful and more evil than Pentagon Jr.,
0: yeah, well, yeah. and now maybe not. Maybe now Pentagon has moved out onto his own, and he's...
2: That's what he said. Well, he's exactly, and
0: that's what he's saying. He's his own maestro now. There's no Chavo. There's no Vampiro. Yeah. He's done with everybody.
1: How great was it with Vampiro just face all, like, bloated and bleeding and shit? Oh, my light's doing weird stuff. Vampiro's just, just suffering, and Pentagon picks him up and goes, look at you now. You're a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I... I um. I thought the blood licking was a bit much. I actually got a little queasy last night watching it on the big screen. I was kind of like, they Ugh. did that
1: in their match though.
0: I know. It's just like, but that one was just like really long, lingering shot on on, on Pentagon's bloody tongue as he's just licking up. <laughs> like, wait, isn't the vampire supposed to be the blood sucker here? Well, Va-
1: Pentagon learned that from his maestro. He's vampire Slayer now.
0: I guess so. He is the vampire, vampire Slayer. slayer. <laughs> Fuck you, Jack.
1: <laughs> Um, Jack is a butthole
0: slayer now.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a chance. Yeah. Wow,
0: butthole <laughs> slayer. So, I mean, Vamp, you know, we Pentagon cuts another promo, four. and here we go. We're going out again with the uh, with the Pentagon music.
4: Mm-hmm. All
0: Or I'll I gotta get that song. I gotta download that song. Mm. I love that thing. I've heard other uh, Gentagon has it, of course. Mm-hmm. So I know you can download it. She, if she found it, we can find it.
2: No, there was this guy that posted them all. Uh, it's from was, some
0: sound library, right?
2: Yeah, and he found them and he posted them. Uh,
0: you can probably find them on YouTube. Well, I'll, I'll have to find it because the vamp music is, is awesome. Pentagon.
1: Pentagon, this is the best thing I could find. This man's kind of
0: range, is that leader, the song? Yeah, it's the song. Yeah, that's it. I got to tell you, though, there's a special feeling when an episode ends with that music, man. And, and and he's licking the blood and like that. I was feeling that part of this whole thing. Yeah. And I felt it way better on TV. Like, I don't think it was satisfying enough live. I don't think it gave me enough. I still kind of walked out that night like, oh, really? Did he lose? It felt like a consolation. Well, I yeah. Was happy and, after, consolation. and after and after or Lucia 1, you're like fuck now I want to see him fight Vampiro he's going to bloody him up and then we're not going to get this huge fucking fight tonight like I want it now like the instant gratification level of Ultima Lucha Dose was not there but that means something better that means that the overall gratification of what's coming in season 3 is going to be worth it that's that's what I sincerely hope hope from what I've seen live I feel like that that's the case I don't think we're going to be let down. I don't know exactly how the Vampiro Pentagon thing is going to play out. Mm. Um, we got to talk about the last segment, the Dario thing.
2: Oh, no, oh, free hefe!
0: Let me first off. Let me first say that I, I'm hands- going to say the the non related to this segment things first. First of all, I love the Evie Dub cameo. If anybody is wondering who yeah. Eric Van Wagner is, that was him. He's the cop in the. Uh, yeah, In the paddy wagon. There was
1: like Dario said, there's a minimum requirement of handsomeness inside this van, <laughs> and EV Dub was the only guy he could find that would meet it.
0: that he was right there on the threshold, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just got over the hop. Hefe <laughs> didn't look very nervous,
2: though. He was smiling. Yeah. I love this,
0: though. This is the two. This is the two real Hefes uh, together. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a Hefe Hefe wagon.
2: Yeah, and Rodriguez <laughs> was driving. We just didn't see him. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. the all Hefe
0: <laughs> wagon, um, and. I just I love that part of it. The other thing I'm going to say though is, this is not the segment I expected to see here, folks. No. Not at all. I had not mm-hmm. expected this. I, I I I will admit to knowing that this segment was coming at some point in time. I did not think that this is where this segment would be. I had no anticipation of it being here. It wasn't bad here. Um, well, but, it's
1: not that I wasn't expecting to see this. No, but it's, I was expecting to see we something
0: were... else. We're getting all these helicopter interludes throughout the whole episode of, like, choppers flying through the city and things that look like they're driving up to the temple. Mm -hmm. Did not think it was the paddy wagon. Thought that that might be somebody's uh, helicopter or limo dropping them off so that they could smoke a cigar. Where the
2: fuck's the limo guy? Where
0: is the fucking limo guy? I said this weeks Mm. ago. If they didn't deliver on the fucking limo guy this season, I was done with Lucha Underground. Fuck this show. Can we borrow your mics? God damn it. I am so furious. I am furious, furious, furious. Why is there no limo guy in this fucking show or even a tease? Like give us his hand again. Something. You cannot introduce a story that big in the middle of the season and then not pay it off at all.
1: Maybe that's why Dario was smiling. (sighs) Oh, he's like, no. And I think that
0: they will. I think that they'll do something probably very early in next season. Um, you know, Dario's incarcerated. Obviously, if they're going to have Dario involved in the temple at all, they can't leave him incarcerated forever, or he's got to die and be reincarnated or something crazy, or maybe he turns into a time-traveling astronaut or some shit. Who, Who the knows?
2: fucks Matanza?
0: Well, this Ooh. is the other thing. Dario has the key on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Who's Dario has him? the key, but that could mean anything. That could mean that uh, I'm going to assume that some time lapsed here and Matanza was safely locked up. But if he wasn't, and Dario's got the key, you could start off the season with a rampaging Matanza just going through everyone.
1: Well, here's the problem. Black Lotus probably would take care of Matanza, give him like some food and his, his water dish when Dario's out of town. She'd
0: be smart, too, especially with a broken arm because she's very susceptible right she's now. She's
1: fucked up right now. She can't do
0: that. She can still feed him. Well, I mean, it only takes one arm to fucking throw some shit through a bar. He eats yeah, a lot. She can just like, she you might know, be every a- night she can throw him like Cisco's hand or a bale bone sandwich yeah, or something. She
1: might be in a hospital. But what I'm saying is is that Cisco had just walked in and was like, hey, old friend, I want to help you out with that stuff again. And Dario's all, I already have Black Lotus helping me out. I don't need this guy. I'll just murder him. But now Black Lotus has a broken arm and he needs someone like... Cisco, who can bring in a whole bunch of food he's for Maybe Matanza. he should bring
0: in somebody else. I think you but guys know, Mata- are no.
2: missing how season three is going to start with Matanza running things in the office. And he's going to kick his feet up on the desk and he's going to go, duh. And it's going to be hilarious. I don't know. You know
0: what? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Casey. What if Pentagon is running things?
1: pentagon dark
0: is there anyone left to fuck with pentagon
1: dark <laughs> his lucha underground is him in a ring and just the calling writers? people in to fight him
2: he's just gonna no he's gonna tell the people writers to, are still here to fuck with no, no. pentagon dark. Penag- pentagon oh God. Oh God. pentagon is Sorry gonna just guys. book
0: matches with with random people and he's not gonna care about it and in the middle of the match he's gonna run in and break their arms for like weeks i will, I will, like weeks.
1: That. I will yeah. say that As we approach hour five of this podcast recording, (laughs) it's amazing to see that Casey has been sitting down for so long considering how butthurt he is.
0: Oh. Uh, You don't know the half of it. Well, I don't understand why there's no limo guy. I'm super salty about that. I still really like this last piece. It is a giant swerve, a giant curveball from the writers to I think specifically us and some other marks of like this is not what we expected. We've all been talking about the limo guy. I almost feel like they shot something for a limo guy and it didn't work out and they took it out and decided to do this instead and rewrote the whole thing and just did something else cool. My impre- yeah, maybe they'll still give us the limo guy, but maybe they're rewriting it to a way that's even cooler. I don't know.
1: That's interesting. Um, my impression is that this is their way of saying, you know, this isn't, this isn't really an end to a chapter. Well, I mean, it literally we're, says to be continued. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, but it, this is their way of saying we're coming right back. O- o- Ultima Lucha 1 ended with,
0: that's it. And you know what? You we'll know see what? See you later. This is, I, I'm glad you brought that up because this is what this feels like to me. This feels like these shows now, like Walking Dead, where they do a mid season finale. This feels like a mid season finale. Yeah. And really, If you think back in time to how this was filmed, like this was filmed in January, and they were back running shows, what, in February or March? Mm -hmm. I mean, for them, it really was just uh, an overnight thing, and in the grand history of Lucha Underground on television, this will probably be the shortest break between seasons on TV as well as they fall into what is probably going to be their normal schedule going forward in the future. This is going to be a two- or three-month break, probably, whereas in the future, it'll probably be four or five, or maybe at least a three full months, depending on what they decided to do, there was also less episodes in season two than season one, and we know that season three is actually going to be back up to uh, the bigger order like the first season was. So really, and this kind of—I hope this makes you feel better about Pentagon. This maybe really is more of just a mid-season finale. This is like Walking Dead. Oh, is Glenn dead? I don't feel. And better. Glenn's not really dead. Three episodes later.
1: Well, I haven't seen the show, so sorry. I don't know there, there's a thing about? where people think Glenn died. Is that the sorry. Asian guy? Yeah. Yeah, but it's a person like lying on top of Maybe him that got shot or whatever. Comic book once
0: in a while. I mean, this, okay, uh, let me change it. This is more like the, the, you know, the Jon Snow is dead. Jon Snow thing is dead uh, on Game of Thrones between season. Did that happen before season two? Wait. You haven't seen the Game of Thrones things either. I'm like early season. Trip. How am I supposed to make pop culture references on this goddamn show when you don't catch up on fucking programs? How am I
1: supposed to keep going and and how,
0: okay, it's and like Game on Stranger
2: Things. How? No, I'm not going to spoil Stranger Things. I just that's too anymore. new. God, I'm not keep, even
0: caught up on that one yet. I'm yeah. still watching Bloodlines. Still I just keep
1: done. rewinding all the nude scenes of Game of Thrones and oh, just makes more, it take so much longer. There's more the red woman. I'm so, I'm okay,
0: sorry, also there's
2: so, so many naked dudes on the show. Can, so, can we move on?
1: Some of the incest scenes I also rewind. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it just makes it very difficult to get through an hour-long There's episode. There's one
0: that's bordering on necrophiliactic incest thing going on. Like, they have sex next to one of their... Never mind. I'll How do you feel about that, more. Casey? Anyway. Tired. Casey's tired. I, I got... It is past 7 p.m. I, I have a, a few few quick MMA things I want to touch on. Oh, yeah. This oh. is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> If you stuck around, folks, we're in a bonus time here. Thank you for sticking around. If you are a fan of MMA also, because clearly you would not listen to this much of this podcast if you were only an MMA fan, because if you are, we just talked about a whole lot of nonsense to you with like two hours of Lucha Underground talk. Um, Brock Lesnar is not on asthma medication uh, that he got popped for. He may, in fact, be on asthma medication, but there was a theory going around that what he popped hot for was vinolin or, or albuterol or one of these uh, steroid inhaler things, whatever. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, Brock Lesnar is a professional athlete sometimes, and he knows how to file a, a TUE, which is your medical exemptions. Um, you have to do that with USADA. You can, in fact, be an asthmatic and be in the UFC. I know personally three of them. They will never tell you they're asthmatics. They just file their TUE because they don't want people to exploit it. But I do know for a fact, uh, I also have asthma. So I, I have, every time I meet a fighter that has asthma, I talk to them about it because I find it very interesting. Like, shit, I don't think I could go 15 minutes in a fucking cage that hard with a guy pushing on me and having asthma. Like, how do you deal with that? When do you take your inhaler? I've asked all these questions, so I know something about this. And I know a professional UFC champion level fighter who has asthma and who's really, really fucking good. They take their medicine. That's how they get away with it. And I'm also here to tell you that it might slightly be a performance enhancer, but they have a legit medical issue. So they take medicine. Brock Lesnar may in fact be one of these people, but I guarantee you if that is him, it is on his TUE. He did file it. And that is not what he popped hot for which we found out isn't what he popped hot for. He popped hot for the same estrogen blockers that John Jones popped hot for. (laughs) And he popped hot for them twice. Now, Mm -hmm. I did think that there might be some credence to the asthma thing. I just didn't think that he wouldn't have filed it. Um, But the fact that Brock only popped hot on test five and eight of eight, I believe, or five and seven of eight tests, um, I thought was really weird. Mm -hmm. These tests were all taken in a very, very short amount of time. And two out of eight is pretty amazing if you think about it. If the guy's really using something, whatever, for whatever reason, I mean, we're not talking anabolic steroids here either, people. like People have the wrong conception of what these things are. What he's doing is he's trying to keep his estrogen count low, which kind of naturally increases your testosterone and gives mm-hmm. you a little more aggression and strength and whatnot and energy. Um, so we're not like it's cheating but it's also it's not Drago in Rocky 4
1: well aren't they also <laughs> aren't they also used when you're cycling off of steroids which Brock might fall into that since he wasn't tested
0: yes and that and, and that was the other theory that I'm kind of getting to you're absolutely yeah. correct that is one of the other uses um, that could also be the case with John Jones we don't yeah. know but John Jones also didn't pop hot for his last fight so that doesn't make sense because that really wasn't that long ago with the Oven St. Prue, and he was heavily mm-hmm. tested for that too and there was a lot of talk about John Jones before, because if you if you remember, when he was in that whole hiatus, he was lifting all the time, and he got fucking huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, I was like, damn, is he even going to be able to go back down too light heavy? Like, he might just be a heavy now. Fuck. That dude was yoked for a minute. He still had little fucking chicken legs, but <laughs> so did Mike Tyson. So I'm not going to say shit, because I wouldn't want either of them to hit me in the face. Um, anyway, so... The, you know, Brock popped hot on these weird tests. So I still find it a little interesting that with this many tests this close, like the fifth and seventh test wouldn't surprise me if they were four months apart. Um, Brock's big problem now is the second one of those was in competition. So, I mean, this was within the window around the fight. Like I think it's 20 hours before and after or something. So this was an in competition test. Mm -hmm. One of them, I think the one right before the fight, um, so you know, and a lot of people are mad. Like, why don't you find out about this ahead of time? Mark Hunt's super fucking mad. We'll get yeah. to that in a second. Um, but I, I, I just think that the the strange thing about this now is NASAC, Nevada Commission is who's really in charge of how this is going to go down. They're most likely going to suspend him. He'll have a certain amount of time to try to fight it, so we're not going to get any answers tomorrow. So,
2: did, is it a no contest for the fight,
0: though? Is my question. Not, not currently, no. Oh wow. And this is the other thing. Like Hunt can say whatever he wants, but um, th- this there's still an innocent until proven guilty thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens? Is, what happens immediately is you get, um, like with John Jones, any further competition after you've been informed that you may have violated, is uh strictly forbidden for the most part mm-hmm. i don't know if it's an actual rule or law anywhere but the ufc will not let you fight if you're under suspicion
1: but they still have the b sample right
0: yeah but i mean they're always i'm the pretty same. sure they've probably already tested brock's b sample like mm-hmm. they made a big deal out of john jones b sample because you know people were saying well what if, if the b sample comes back clean can we let him fight does yeah. that clear him? Does that exonerate him fast enough to fight? And basically they were saying, yeah, if his B sample comes back clean, we'll certainly consider it. We're not trying to cost the state of Nevada money. We're certainly not trying to cost the UFC money. We want the guy to fight. If somehow he's magically clean, he was somehow magically still as dirty as the first test. And yeah. I'm going to assume, already on a plane. I'm going to assume if there's two separate tests for Brock that, that showed the exact same thing, right. his B samples for both of those tests are probably dirty as well. So, um, Anyway, it is strange, though, that he, he passed some of them. But this has got to tell you something about the way that people are doping now. Um, if you think about it, you know, when people like Nate Diaz say everybody's doing it, mm-hmm. I'm not hearing a lot of denials from other guys about it. Like, you know, even Derek Lewis was doing an interview earlier this week. And when he talked about it, he kind of laughed it off like, of course everybody's doing it. And you got to imagine that the camps that these guys are in and the guys that we're talking about here, they probably have pretty good ways of doing it. And and if you think about the fact that Brock probably really was on something, at least these estrogen blockers, but he still passed six of the eight tests. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good shit. Those are not terrible odds for a regular everyday fighter who's probably only getting tested two or three times total leading up to and coming out of a fight. So, there's probably a whole lot of guys that are taking this stuff and passing. Then we find out Chad Mendez. I don't even know if you guys have heard this or not. Chaz, Chad Mendez yeah. got popped. Yeah. And he's already gone because his test was on May 17th.
2: So, he's two years. Right? And that was an
0: out of competition random test. He is gone officially for two years. Um, he was Gosh. taking, you know, actual stuff and, you know. It, what was he taking? He's already tried to fight it and lost. Uh, they haven't said specifically what it was, uh, but it was it was along the same lines. Well, he, um, he kind
1: of... What, what was that thing he said that made it kind of feel like it was a... It seems like it was a TUE. Well, but I here's think. what
0: he said. He said, I didn't do my homework, and that was a big mistake.
1: That sounds like a TUE thing. Yeah. Or like, uh, like uh, you took the wrong supplement.
0: I was wrong for it, and I'm going to pay for it. That's what he said. That's his direct quote. Yeah, I didn't do my homework, and that was a big mistake. That to me almost sounds like not that he didn't do his homework, that he shouldn't cheat. And I know what he was implying. He was implying that he didn't do his homework on things he was putting in his body and that he mistakenly took a supplement or this, that, and the other thing. But do you know what it sounds like to me? To me, it sounds like you didn't cheat good enough. Right. And it's almost like when Chael got caught of like, damn, I just, you know, I was coming off the TRT thing, and I didn't cheat g- as good as I should have.
4: <laughs>
0: but Chael owned right up to it. Ch- Chael was like, oh, no, no. Clearly, guys, I was, really, I was really trying to get the upper hand. I'm an old guy. <laughs> and here's the interesting thing out of all of it. Speaking of Chael. Chael, I don't know if you've heard this one yet or not. Chael has actually submitted to USADA drug tests for reinstatement as a fighter. What? Oh, oh, nice. Now, he doesn't have to say he is not declaring his intentions yet. There's nothing officially on paper or anything. But like we've talked about, um, they have this new rule in the UFC where if you are a quote-unquote retired fighter or have gone away, um, that when you come back, you're supposed to refile. Um, Connor was going to be caught by this, which was part of why he had to back out of his whole thing. And then um, Brock was apparently supposedly exempt from this because... He didn't retire during the USADA era. Neither did Chael. Chael was suspended <laughs> pre-USADA era for a drug violation. But I think because of that, um, he's filing with them now. And and maybe it's nothing. Maybe he's just testing the waters. But Or maybe he wants to get back on file as soon as possible or while he's super clean to just submit to some drug tests so that if he ever does want to do something or try to book a fight or slide into something at the last minute, which he's been known to do, that he's ready to do it. Um, this could also be the start of the GSP thing. I don't know. Like Dana white keeps insisting that he does not feel like GSP is going to come back, but everyone else around GSP is like, no dude, the guy's in the gym every day. Why the fuck would he be here? If he's not going to fight somebody like you don't train like this guy's training unless you're going to fight somebody eventually. (laughs) And yes, I think GSP is going to be very particular about what that fight is. But I still think that like, I agree with that. Like I feel like he's got unfinished business to a certain extent but I don't know if he wants to get embroiled in some face-smashing war with a, a, a Robbie Lawler kind of guy again. No, no. I think he's done with that, and he's seen what it's done to his teammate, uh, Rory McDonald, as well. I think these are very, very smart Canadian men that do not <laughs> want to mm-hmm. you know, ruin their careers after fighting by smashing their faces in more. So I think he's looking for more of a fun fight or something. And Chail would certainly be that. Chail's not the guy that's going to punch him in the face a ton of times. Chael could win by grappling him, but he's not going to win by bludgeoning him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that's the fight. Um, we'll see. But uh, the Mark Hunt side of this, um, Mark Hunt says that he wants half of Brock's purse or he's going to quit the UFC. And then he backs down a little bit from that. And he says, You know, now he's just pissed in general. Now he's talking about fighters should get at him on Twitter because he wants to um, start a fighter association.
2: Oh, that's going to go really well, like the Wrestlers Union did. Oh, wait, there isn't one. Well, I mean,
0: Mark Hunt really said, the way I see it, Brock Lesnar doping is just another reason why we need a fighters association. These other guys, being the UFC, are making up the rules as they go. First the Reebok thing, then Brock's four-month testing exemption. Connor gets pulled off a card for not going to a press conference that me and Brock didn't go to anyway and work that one out. There's probably a heap of other things. He says, they say they're cleaning up the sport, yet I've risked my health two times against guys cheating since this whole USADA thing started. I was told Brock was going to be tested when I took the fight. He comes in looking fucking juicy as hell,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and then I find out he's popped after the pay per view has already been sold. You know, and he says these guys are lined their pockets with our blood, and they deserve to get paid, no doubt. But they took you know something away from me, and he's yes. going off, and then he tells other fighters like, "Dude, get at me on my Facebook. I want to start this Fighters Association for real." And now you're talking about a guy who's been pretty high profile after UFC 200. Yeah. And would it be amazing if Mark Hunt of all the guys, cause, and I love Mark Hunt, but he is not the sharpest of every fighter that's been out there. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: you know, if Mark Hunt is really the guy that can get some kind of fighters union or association started. I don't think do you guys this is know the, the story issue.
2: of them trying to get a wrestler's union started.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, and with Jesse
2: and Hogan. Yeah. And all that? Yeah. That's what'll happen. I mean, like, UFC will just send Mark Hunt to Bellator. Have fun, dude. Well,
0: but and and I've heard this from other fighters, too. Like, the the problem is the big-name top guys, they're all like, yeah, I'm not the one who needs a union. You think Conor McGregor wants to get in a union and level out his pay? Fuck, no. You well, also, think Nate Diaz wants to level out his pay now that he's hit the Million Dollar no, Club? Definitely. The
1: villain that he's painting here are dirty fighters, too.
0: Well, but, and, and UFC. So, I mean, he's throwing it at everybody, and he's yeah, throwing it at USADA a little bit.
1: But, like, there's... If you, if you go to Chael Sonnen's um, podcast or his commentary on a thing, he talks about how everyone's doing it. Yeah. Everyone's juicing, and some of them just slip up and get caught. So where's the motivation for those guys who are juicing to do I'll that tell, I'll tell on you, this issue?
0: Well, I'll tell you where the motivation is, and I'll tell you why it might be the best idea. Because is not going to stop. USADA's going to get worse, and USADA's going to get stricter. The new owners... At WME, William Morris Endeavor, IMG, mm-hmm. this big conglomerate. Um, if you read the business sheets, which I do sometimes, they want to go public. You do not make a $4.2 billion acquisition and then just eat it up on your books in a year. Mm-hmm. Okay? They want to go public. They're acquiring racing promotions and soccer clubs and UFC, and they're mm-hmm. spending billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They want an IPO. And the thing about an IPO is you don't fuck around with your investors or your board after you do an IPO with things like, hey, we own this company that's got a bunch of dudes taking drugs. Now, that means two things. A, they want to clean it up. But B, they don't want all this press like it's happening right now either. Mm -hmm. So one of two things is going to happen. They're going to make USADA go away and go back to letting these guys be dirty or try to clean it up a little more under the table, or they're gonna go full bore right at these motherfuckers and try to make it happen now. And I think that that decision was already made before they came in. I think that that was part of what they were told. um, And it's part of why they don't like Ariel Hawani and some of these other things. They don't want their backstage stuff getting out anymore. Mm. They want this thing cleaned the fuck up. They want this to be a presentable business property to a board. And boards are going to look at different things. They're going to want to see percentages of increases every year. They're not going to show up and say, hey, who's fighting who in the main card? Do we have a bunch of stars? They're going to say, hey, have we made a 5% gain in China yet? Hmm. They're going to say, have we gotten sanctioned in this country? You know, this is UFC had to clean up a lot of things. They got MMA into New York, they had to put this USADA thing into place. And the Fertitas, if you start to look at it now, this was a long-term goal that they we just finding out about in the last few months. But the Fertitas have obviously been working this angle for a while now. Huh. They got into New York. They put the Usada thing in a couple of years ago when everyone thought it was crazy because everyone mm. knew that half the fighters were fucking juicing. Yeah. I mean, like if you go back to Pride, those guys were flat yeah. out on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like they were on the real shit. They were fucking Drago from Yeah uh, Rocky, Rocky Four. Hmm. Yeah, four because yeah. it's. Uh, Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed, Clubber Lang, Drago. People forget that Apollo Creed's the other guy in the first one and the second one. Rocky loses the first one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate
0: to say that to white people because they get so upset, but he Um, loses the first one.
2: I'm so upset.
1: Clubber's in the Thunderlips, too.
0: He's third. That's Rocky three. Yeah. It's Clubber. Everyone thinks it's Rocky two, but that's Rocky three. Anyway. I don't think it's two. Besides the point. Anyway, I find it interesting. I think it's very deliberate. I think the new ownership is something that you have to look at. I saw people on Twitter asking, like, is this the end of it? Are we going to see more of this? You're going to see a lot more of it. All I can say is to my friends who are fighters, to fighters that are out there, to anyone who cares about fighting, tell anyone you know who's using anything to just stop now. Yes, you might lose your next fight. Guess what? It's better than losing two or three years of your career. Honestly, everyone should just stop immediately because I think USADA is fucking coming for you. Guns blazing. It's a bunch of fucking cowboys and they are out for you. I think they're going to hire more people into USADA. I think they're going to start testing everyone out of competition more. It's not just going to be when you've got some big high-profile fight. I think they're coming for every single fucking one of you guys. Take the needle out of your arm. Take Stop taking the fucked-up weird supplements. Get your nutritionist going. Call Mike Dolce. Whatever you got to fucking do to get your shit cleaned up, get on the right supplements, to be as jacked as you can without cheating, follow the fucking letter of that law. Everyone, go Read the banned list. Go read it. Read it. And when you don't know what any of that shit is, call a fucking nutritionist. Every professional fighter that's in the UFC, whether you're high paid or not, needs to get a nutritionist right now. Have them explain to them how to fucking eat as a professional fighter. Or do this for me. Don't call yourself a fucking professional. You're a goddamn hack and an amateur if you can't figure out what to put in your body to keep your goddamn fucking job. It's that simple. That's my rant for the day. Clean up the sport or get out of it. It's time. These people aren't fucking around. They're spending billions, billions of dollars on you, on you, and you have to do it the way they want. If you want even a tiny little fraction of that money. Ooh. Sorry. And it
2: will be a tiny fraction.
0: <laughs> yeah. Though. Was that a little bit heated? I oh, apologize. You need to pour some water on that mic. Ah, whoo. Fire. See, this is why you get rewarded if you stick around. Yeah. You get rewarded. I like to reward people with little nuggets. Super quick. Going to break down a couple of things from uh, UFC Fight Night on Fox 20. Um. Clearly, this is another thing with the UFC. They are definitely not loading up these Fox cards <laughs> anymore. <laughs> no, there was a point not. in time where it was like, Alistair Overeem versus Brock Le- like giants of the sport were fighting on the Fox cards. Now it's um you're getting Holly home versus Valentina Shevchenko. Great fight. Um mm-hmm. but that's your headliner, and that's it. Holly does not have the belt anymore, nope. but she's one fight removed from the belt, so she's she's a decent headliner. Former champion. Uh Valentino Amazing story. She's in some restaurant. Some guy comes in shooting the or some some group of guys comes in shooting the place up. They're robbing the place. Her coach jumps in it, thwarts the robbery, gets himself shot. And this was not that long ago. So this woman who's fighting in this is coming off this tragic thing. Uh, her coach has rehabbed and he's going to be at ringside with her. Oh. He's been training her and her sister and their whole team uh, for a long time. If you don't know anything about Valentina, she is a world class. Muay Thai striker. Um, This is an interesting matchup for Holly Holm. I'm going to give a clear advantage to Holly Holm, however, Mm -hmm. because I feel like this is exactly the kind of fighter Greg Jackson and Mike Winklejohn know how to beat. Holly has been a striker in the striking game for a long time. She was a Mm -hmm. boxer. Mike Winklejohn is a world-class kickboxing coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Is Holly still a champ
1: in the other disciplines? She had two uh, other ones, I, right? I
0: don't know if she's uh, I don't I don't know if she still retains any of those oh, now that she's she. in the UFC full time. I think she's probably let all the championships that she has elsewhere drop. Kickboxing okay.
2: titles are very fluid. Yes. And and <laughs> well, and she was
0: more be. in boxing towards the end too before she came back in. But uh-huh. I mean that was where she did the most damage. But I think that really the coaching is going to be the big difference here. But let's hope for some fireworks. I mean, Shevchenko can strike. These are two strikers going nice. at it. Um, I think because of that, you may see Holm wrestle or clinch or push her up on the cage. Uh, Shevchenko can throw some knees and get out of some of those situations with some elbows and whatnot. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting. But, um, you know, G- Greg Jackson, I think, is the, the thing that's going to win this. He knows how to pick apart a technical striker. I feel like the reason Holly lost that fight to Misha is because, misha wasn't coming technically she was coming with with an overwhelming heart and that is something that your coach cannot teach you how to fight against that's not going to be valentina valentina's coming off this crazy traumatic experience with her camp she's going to count on her skill set and her abilities and being technical Uh, and i just think that that's that's how you win this Um, the real question after this fight however is if Holly Holm, even with a big win, can get herself back in the title picture because Dana White hates her manager, Lenny Fresquez. I don't know why. I don't know what their history is, but it's so clear that he really hates and really hates him in regards to Holly. Thinks that he was he was stupid for letting Holly take the Misha fight. Um, he just, they don't like any of the choices that they've made. It's part of why it took so long to get Holly even into the UFC. She's fighting on, you know, access fights yeah. forever you know, and no one understood why she wasn't in the UFC then, because she was better than at least eighty percent of the women in UFC.
1: Wait, Dana is mad at at um, Holly Holmes's coach for manager manager he, he, for he, a fight that she took, but didn't Dana want to have that fight? Uh, too? Just
0: Dana, you know, Dana's an opinionated guy, and afterwards he was just like, "That was stupid." Oh, okay. I don't know why they took that fight. You know, Dana. Uh, Dana is a, is friends with Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Dana's personal interest was in whatever was going to be big for Ronda Rousey. Dana probably would have put Holly on the shelf or fed her a can or two here or there. Like he probably would have given her this fight. Yeah. Eventually, anyway. But you know, Misha and Holly were friends from doing this, the Fight Girls movie or whatever, and Cyborg. Actually, all three of them kind of became friends and did a movie together, and they all equally hated uh, Ronda. Shout out to um, male Cyborg.
1: And his stinted in head. Get well soon.
0: God. And I'm going to say this, because I saw that you posted that it was disgusting, that MVP, uh, Michael Page, whatever. I thought
1: it was disrespectful.
0: Disrespectful with the Pokemon thing. But you have to understand, I don't know if you've seen a lot of his fights or not, he always has antics like this after the fight. I don't think, I think it was a little distasteful in the fact that here's poor fucking... Cyborg Evangelista Lying there With his yeah. head Literally caved in And he does this Pokeball thing Where it almost looks Like the Pokeball Is what dented his head in It's a little fucked up yeah. But at the same time Like MVP is a guy Who does that That's one of the reasons You're watching it He's in Bellator He's got to make A name for himself So I don't Disparage the guy For coming up With some antics Him and his team Always come up With a little something silly It's like the guys That you know The guy that Ebersol That cuts the patterns In his chest yeah. Or Whatever, no. you know, people have gimmicks. And, and just, being a wrestling and MMA fan, I like yeah. it when MMA guys have gimmicks.
1: I just, knowing the injury that happened, I, it affected... Well,
0: and I think a lot of people felt the same way as you because the Pokemon thing's going viral on the internet yeah. where he does the Pokeball. And if you didn't see it, Michael Page, like he puts on the Ash hat and mm. he comes in with a Pokeball, throws the Pokeball at Evandelista, who's laid out with doctors around him, and then throws <laughs> up the two fingers like he's Pokemon Go... And, you know, he wanted to do that because he knows Pokemon Go is trending worldwide and everyone's talking about it. It's a good way to get people talking. And before people knew about Cyborg, it was everywhere. That clip was getting fucking major downloads, major press. That was the biggest press coming out of that fight. Yeah. And then Cyborg is the one who posted that picture himself. And then Chris Cyborg, his ex, she reposted it. So then it really went viral. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this guy had his... i like... I almost didn't post it on our DM when, when I had first heard about it because I was like almost sick looking at it. It's gross. It was it's gross. like someone took a hammer to yeah. his temple. I, I, I diverged, but that was big MMA news. Um, yeah.
2: Don't fuck with the Muay Thai knees.
0: Edson Barbosa, Gilbert Melendez. Tired Gilbert niece. Melendez, speaking of drugs, <laughs> is just coming back from getting popped. And here's a guy, Gil Melendez did not ever in his life look yoked. He was not a guy you would point at and be like, that curly-headed motherfucker's on, on <laughs> some kind of no performance-enhancing offense, drug. Ooh. Like, Gilbert's been out for a year, and it's been kind of on the down low. But he got popped over a year ago. Um, I don't even know what he got popped for. But he served his suspension, and he's coming back. But he's coming back against Edson Barbosa. Now, don't get me wrong. Edson Barbosa's been up and down the ladder. Guys, sometimes he's great, but he's, he's caught a couple losses. But his most recent loss was to Tony Ferguson. In a fight that made Edson Barbosa part of the star that he is going into this fight. It was a great fight, but Tony Ferguson is a fucking beast. I think that he might be the next champ after Eddie. I would like to see him fight Eddie. Um, he got caught with a fucking one of Tony Ferguson's just nasty, sick fucking submission holds. It shit happens. Um, but I, I don't think Gil's going to win this fight. I think Barbosa is going to win this fight. He took out Anthony Pettis in his last fight. He's on a roll. I think he's younger and hungrier in the sport than Gilbert is right now. Gilbert's coming back from this thing, and I think Gilbert's got some questions in his head. I don't know if whatever he was using, not using it now, could fuck him up. I don't know. I just feel like there. it's going to be a good fight either way. I would not put money on this fight. There, This is 250-50, in my opinion, though I believe Barbosa is a slight favorite at a 140 or something. Um I would say to stay away from betting this fight, watch it and enjoy it. I personally think that Barbosa is going to win it because I don't think Gil's head is in it. And I think that Edson is the hungrier guy.
2: Make, yeah. I, I think that he's the last fucking person I'd want to be fighting after a one-year layoff. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: But I mean, look, Holy this is the shit. UFC. It's like, here's your chance, Gil. You had a layoff. You, you hit a stumble in your career want to prove yourself? Here's a guy to prove yourself against. Edson is a great gatekeeper at the 155.
2: And then if he loses, they're like, well, fuck you. You're done? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Well, look, he's got
0: buddies. He's got buddies in Bellator. He's got places he can Uh, go. Yeah. Everyone can go to Bellator. He can go hang out with Jake or whatever he wants to do. Wait, Um, so UFC owns Bellator, right? no, No. No. Viacom owns Bellator. Viacom. MTV.
1: Who does, did UFC buy, they bought Strike Force? They bought Strike
0: Force, Elite XC, uh, Pride. Are any of them still going on? Uh, they're like their NXT. No, no, they've just UFC? folded They've just folded all in. WEC they owned. WEC
2: was like their NXT for a while, and then
0: they And it playing. was like, and then they split it into all the lighter weight classes. Before there was a 125 and 135 and yeah. 145 in UFC, they had them in WEC. The only belt that crossed over for a while, I believe, was 155 still yeah. because there were so many. In both sides and then when they brought it together that's why 155 to this day is still the fucking murderer's row because basically it's two whole promotions worth of 155ers still still i mean you got guys like cowboy that came over and then you had guys like frankie edgar who were there at the same time like that's that's Mm -hmm. what it was so you know, all these guys like Clay Guida was there and Anthony Pettis and Benson Henderson were WC. You brought all these fucking killers together. And the WC guys had a very good showing for a while when they first came in. So, Because yeah. everyone thought that they were inferior when we had like BJ and Frankie come in. But like half of those guys had to run to 145 because the fucking monsters 55ers from WC came in. I digressed again. Um, sorry, one sorry, other sorry. fight I really want to I talk said. about that I'm kind of excited about is Felice Herrick versus Kaylin Curran. I love this fight. These are two middling uh, fighters. But if you ever wonder how Paige Van Zant got to be Paige Van Zandt, it's because she beat both of these two women. Oh, wow. Who were both considered to be, you know, not necessarily the top of the card, but, but serious threats in the division. They're solid fighters. Um, Felice Herrick has been a long, long time favorite, mostly because of her like perverts like to like her on social media. If you haven't checked her out on Instagram or hmm, know, uh, yeah, no, th- just search Felice Harrigan. She's, a, she's a pretty woman for, if you like muscular girls, she's still strong. She's still built, but at the same time, she's yeah. Byron's shaking his head in approval. Um, Felice Harrigan's cute. So is Kalen though. And, and honestly, you know, I, I like them because I do believe that they have really high level skills But at the same time, you can't deny the fact that when you have these fighters that are attractive and can fight, Mm -hmm. they get over.
1: Well, the top the top uh, draws in what female fighting? Yeah, uh, have been yes. So you have Ronda Rousey.
0: Yeah, Misha Tate. Misha Tate. uh, uh, Ronda Rousey looks a little bit more and more like Chunk from the Goonies every day, though.
1: Well, she's a super athlete, and <laughs> yes, she's not damn. training. Wait, hold
0: on. Is that picture for real? <laughs> yes,
2: that picture's for real. Well, okay.
0: I think it's a little photoshopped, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. She really, like, she's gotten a little more hoss. She, like, she was She was a little bit prettier three or four years but ago. She's a, she's, but she's still a pretty woman. She looks,
1: she's she looks an like actually thick person as a super athlete, and now she's not training to be a super athlete.
0: Yeah, she should like, still be training to be the new Patrick Swayze in her fucking movie though. Patrick Swayze oh, didn't get all fat when he did Roadhouse. On. She's she doing has,
1: Roadhouse. She has to get on the juice, do the ro- the rock uh, training schedule. Yeah, good. They
2: need to bring Terry Funk She back needs tonight. to start
1: doing squats. She get, should like, be doing her TRT. To, Wait, yeah. does that
0: work for women? No. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding.
2: <laughs> but but,
0: but, and then, then, but you also
1: have like Gina Carano. You, you have,
0: Gina Carano's huge now too. Good lord. Did you see her in Deadpool? She looks I, like she could bench press a house.
1: I saw her, but I didn't, I didn't hear her in Deadpool. Well, now,
0: speaking of Gina Carano, just to get this back on target, Felice Herrick, uh, everyone knows her from Ultimate Fighter. She was on Ultimate Fighter, and people got to see her run around in her underwear on that show. But Ooh. she was also on a show called Fight Girls or something that was uh, uh, the Muay Thai kickboxing version of Ultimate Fighter many, many years ago, and Gina Carano was one of the trainers on there. Oh, Nice. So there, there's a little piece of history for you. Go back and watch some of Felice's stuff. Now, I got to say, I'm a little partial to Felice because uh, I know her camp. Jeff Curran, Big Frog, uh, is one of her coaches out there in Crystal Lake, Holy Illinois. Man. And the funny thing is she's facing Kaylin Curran, who has no relation to Jeff Curran, the famous Curran <laughs> in MMA, and uh, his, his cousin, Patty Mike Curran, or nephew, I don't know how they're related, but he was a Bellator champ. He's fucking good too. Um, but I think that I, I think Felice's experience here. God, this is a tough, really tough one to call too. Um, I'm gonna go with Felice with the experience. Like Kaylin's. I don't know. Maybe I actually will take Kaylin. She's four and two. She's got less mat technique than Felice, but she's got she's more aggressive. I think. This, actually, this could turn out a lot like the Edson Barbosa Gill fight. Like, it's on
2: the main card, too? Uh,
0: I think this might be on the prelims. I'm oh. not sure. It's just another fight that I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not even going to call it. I'm just going to say I want to see this one. Mm. Whichever one of them survives this is going to stay. In the mix, kind of the top mid-tier of the, the strawweight division. The other one is going to fall pretty far down the ladder. And, and with another loss after this, could find themselves knocking on an Invictus' door or somewhere else. Ooh. Like, this is a big, important fight for both of them. Felice's has uh, split her... Actual UFC fights. Kalen is, uh, you know, took a loss to Paige VanZant as well. Mm. So they both need this fight to stay in the mix. And I like fights like that. That's mm-hmm. like that's what you want to see. You want to see two fighters hired. that have something to prove. Like, all right, here's your chance. You're on fucking Fox. You know, wh- who's gonna bring it? Who wants to stay in the fucking UFC? Who wants a bigger paycheck? Let's see some shit. These are the fights Dana White loves. So one of them better fucking prove it. If they have a snooze fest, fuck them both. Loser leaves town. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what mm. it is. Uh, I also expect to see win, and I'll leave it here. I expect uh, the other Cowboy, Alex Oliveira, mm-hmm. to win. I expect to see Kamaru Usman win. I expect to see Darren Elkins win. Um, and Fran- Francis Ngano. I can never say his name right. I expect to see him win. Um, that's it. That's all I have to say. You guys got anything you want to say? Good match.
2: Um, Luxta Productions on YouTube. Subscribe <laughs> now.
0: This podcast, I'm going to have to edit some of this down. This is too long. Okay. It was way too long we can cut the heels out I'll cut it down <laughs> See what it sounds like because there's got to be some editing I need to do in there
1: I needed I would t- I need to tweet at urban to see what's going on with them but my computer's dead because we've been recording for so long
0: yes this happens all right listen.
2: He's probably asleep.
0: I hope that that's everything true, is okay true. with Urban. Urban, if you listen to this for any reason, we're sorry if we offended you in any way. I don't know if it's us or the world or other podcasters that are just irritating you in general. Um, it's not us. I hope it's not something from our interview. I don't know. I don't know. that. Go back and listen to his shoot interview because Urban gets pretty fucking real in there. and Maybe there's some clues. I'll even go back and listen to it myself. Maybe there's some clues to what's going on. But, uh... It sounds like the Heels really are, after all, gonna take a break. I don't know. That's that's kinda of the big headline coming out of this. Pentagon lost and and the Heels might be taking a break. This is like like the the twilight zone of of the lucha world, I think, at this point. These are not things that I expected to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a Pentagon shirt, my Pentagon dark shirt anyway, because I can actually wear it without uh, spoiling anything. Yeah, without, Byron's
2: so. wearing a last he- real heel shirt, well, he so knew you guys they were are gonna... fucking bad luck is what I'm seeing. Oh, yeah, shit. maybe it's our fault.
0: Yeah,
1: well. Casey came I in guess, snazzy work clothes today. I guess it's bad news for stupid
0: people based on what you're wearing, Casey. Yeah. All right, Give well. Byron shirt. That's all we got for this week. Byron, turn on the air conditioning. Please. Everybody watch the fights on Saturday. Go back and watch season one of Lucha Underground on iTunes because we're going to start reviewing uh, some older episodes. In fact, that's your homework, guys. I would like for you to watch episodes one and two of season one because I'd like to talk about the origins of Lucha Underground as a TV show Uh, because we were not doing a podcast during season one yes we are the johnny come lately's you can bust on us all you want for it. we're the new kids on the block we're the fucking bandwagoners you could talk shit all you want we don't give a fuck because we do it because we like it i just set my ac to 75 degrees engage engage all right folks until next time stay calm and stay in the mix